I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hello and welcome to episode 118 of See You Next Wednesday, a weekly pop culture and film podcast where a single die roll decides what movies we have to see. This episode drops on Wednesday, June 18th, 2014. My name's Dan Gorman. Who's the best prank caller now, jerk dish? <laughs> My name's Casey Lyons. Shoot a pickle, right? My name's Greg Legro, and maybe you're not such a horrible, greasy, perverted, shabby, two-bit, filthy, disgusting pig. <laughs> maybe not maybe not <laughs> yeah oh we got tons to talk about this week we are going to play film roulette where two of us went and saw 22 jump street and one of us stayed at home and maybe watched cop and a half or was it rent a cop find out later uh then we're gonna play 90210 yeah relay where the three of us are watching the first season of 90210 in order while relaying the episodes around the room mm-hmm. and then we're gonna play tv dad cage match where we pit sitcom dads in a fight to the death in thunderdome at the end of the episode yeah we but do. first we have a little segment that casey likes to call the itty bitty tidbit committee oh casey took a second yeah, yeah. <laughs> what, what, what do i call this yeah, yeah. <laughs> well i didn't know why i was being singled out yeah because i'm not the one who came up with that i'm just mm. the one who really really <laughs> likes it yeah um, <laughs> well, it is the, uh, you know, there's sometimes tidbits out there, and they're itty and bitty, and yeah. we're the committee that talks about them. We formed a committee. <laughs> yeah. Someone's got to talk about them. Yeah. Somebody. Uh, if not us, not who? Too much. If not now, yeah. when? What other committee? <laughs> when they came for my father. Well, Megaforce could talk about it. <laughs> oh. No, they're a they? good committee. This this past weekend on Sunday, mm-hmm. we did Video Vengeance number seven, our our monthly free VHS screening event at Kitsch. Wow! And we screened Megaforce from nineteen eighty two. Yeah, starring Barry Bostwick and yes. his silhouette dick. Oh, <laughs> it, it was a magical film. Yeah, quite good. I uh, loved it. I don't know what it's about. No. I don't know what happens it's, in it, and I've seen it twice. It's one of the worst movies I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah, I I, le- I think I legitimately thought like this was so much fun and awesome. There are a lot like, of explosions. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. like it, It's fun to watch, but it's it like it's everything about it is indiscernible. Yeah. There's, there's points where they're talking to each other, and they're like, uh, hey, Guerrera. It was a Guerrera, I think is I don't nice. know. Yeah. Like, he may have been the bad guy, although sometimes he shows up and is best friends yeah. with... Uh... <laughs> and he was so happy that he that he was beaten by Megaforce yeah. at the end. He's yeah. like, ah, 
man, they're good. Yeah. <laughs> God, they beat me big time. I don't know what I wanted to do here or why I'm the bad guy, but I admire them. Yeah. A lot yeah. of scarves and headbands. It's oh, like, my God. And they basically were just like, okay, Star Wars was popular. That was good versus mm. evil. Uh, I don't think G.I. Joe was actually out yet. 82. Too well, it existed, but it wasn't like yeah, it wasn't like nineteen eighty four. Yeah, so idea. maybe they saw like some some things were like okay, kids like you know vehicles with missiles yeah, and yeah. like oh yeah, yeah. The, the, you, the marketing was all laid out for this. Yeah, thing, for all the toys and the lunch boxes and the they video just games. forgot and to the put video. the other stuff into the movie. Yeah, yeah, because it is just like oh, there's these two countries they're fighting. You're gonna go in and do some sort of a mission. Were countries fighting? Yeah, yeah, like at the it's beginning, like it was like it was oh, like yeah, yeah uh, we better send Megaforce in to straighten everything. Thing out. Yeah, and I think it's important to note that they weren't um, necessarily representational of America. Right, they were no. international. They were team. international. Right. Yeah, which meant there was a guy from Texas. Yeah, a guy from Texas. From <laughs> two guys from the states, a Chinese guy, and a swarthy man with a mustache. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He represented. Everywhere else. And I've never seen a movie <laughs> where they didn't show anyone in the action scenes. Like, there's because you're yeah. introduced to everyone as like I'm the weapons uh, specialist and I'm the like flying specialist. But then when there's action scenes, it's just shots of like tanks from far away blowing things up. Yeah, yeah. they never cut in, and you never no. see them be like, or who's shooting at who? Yeah, how or am I going to this one? Yeah, or winning. It, it's <laughs> literally like they didn't film. They like they <laughs> they they. they didn't like direct the action scenes. They just said, we're going to stand back here with the camera. Do There's going to be explosions everywhere. Just run around and try not to get hit by Yeah, them. yeah, yeah. And with the two leads, the, the our hero and our, the bad guy, it's like they told them, um, one of you is the bad guy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's up to you to figure out who. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently, the director told everyone on set, I don't want a single scene in this movie to be played like seriously. He said, like, yeah. it has to be funny straight through. Oh, yeah. it's, so that's and why it's everyone's obvious. like chewing up the ser- scenery and being yeah. like, R-r-r-r-r. because there's not jokes in, no, the, no, in the no. script or anything. It's basically just Barry, Bo- I, <laughs> Barry Boswick. Hey, uh, Barry Boswick, would you like a beer? Mm, yes, I would. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They call him Barry Boswick. Yeah. Uh, he, I love Barry Boswick in this movie, though. Oh, oh yeah. Great. Because oh, he knows, man. like, yeah, he knows, like, and right. he does some things that. I- <laughs> yeah, <laughs> give me a little headband and oh yeah. shit, yeah, and he wears Make a sure you skin can see tight, my dick shiny gold suit through the whole movie. Totally, yeah. it's crazy. Uh, Not and, throughout the whole movie. Sometimes no, he's wearing that. that sometimes blue, they wear blue the, skin tight. Yeah, yeah. Like a big <laughs> it red is blue and it is skin tight. Yeah, but it's their dress up gear, I guess, yeah. because everyone else wears them too. But there's a cravat. Yeah, <laughs> there's a lot of cravats worn in this thing. Um. There, and it is a rated G film because they yeah. really wanted kids for this, but you had to have some s- sexual tension <laughs> between Barry Boswick and the, and the female lead. And there's a scene where they're talking and it's just their silhouettes. Yeah, it's all shot yeah. by some silhouette reason, I don't with know red why. background. Yeah, yeah. And Barry, one of Barry Boswick's hands, now if you just picture a man's profile, stand, full body profile. Yeah. And you can already see a bit of a l- the lump of his right, wang. Right, because he's wearing skin-tight clothing. Yeah, but he's but got where, his hand on his, on his hip. Yeah, I think he's kind of pointing slightly with it because where his his right hand comes out in the yeah. silhouette looks totally like a ball sack and a dong. Yeah, yeah but like a weird but, one. But yeah, and a flaccid one. Yeah, and, and but it was one of the biggest laughs of the screening. Oh because, my god! Because it happens, and you think that's hilarious for yeah. a second. His hand looked like the silhouette of a dick, yeah. but then he keeps like putting it, it keeps out, moving yeah, around. around. At keeps, one point, it's a fist, yeah. like just right in front of his dick, and then he like puts it back on his hip, and it's a dong again. And, every, yeah. and the scene doesn't cut for like no. at least two or three minutes straight, no. and we were just like, 
how did they look at the rushes for this night and be like, his hand looks like a dick, but we we only did one take. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Keep it in. Or was it intentional? On All Barry of this Bostwick's dialogue is part? necessary. We couldn't possibly cut this. Yeah, <laughs> you have to see it. And 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 when we screened the movie Eliminators, and I said like, this is the movie you want to go back in time and like show your eight year old selves like it's got cowboys and ninjas and manborgs. <laughs> like the action scenes in this movie like were did the same thing for me. I wanted to be like. The things that you love, explosions and yep. motorcycles and stuff, yep. they didn't even put people on them. You, no. don't, you don't care. <laughs> no. You just yeah. watch this one. It's just all pe- all things exploding. Yeah. And liter- no, I'm sorry if this is a spoiler, but it doesn't matter. Li- the, literally, the climax of this movie is a motorcycle flies. <laughs> yeah. It's that That's a motorcycle the, can the fly. Yeah. <laughs> and that blows everybody's mind oh, yeah. like that and that's the thing he doesn't fly away from the bad guy no or anything he just uh he's Catches gonna be late to for the friends. plane yeah, yeah. <laughs> so he's like don't worry guys i got a few tricks on my sleeve yeah and you see a couple of cardboard wings come out <laughs> of the sides of the fucking thing yeah you have to you oh, have to watch oh, this movie. Wonderful. it is a thumb kissing good time oh, totally yeah, yeah, yeah a lot go, of thumb kissing in this movie. yeah two, uh, kiss, two kiss thumbs up yeah <laughs> go to uh facebook.com slash video vengeance and uh you'll keep in touch with all of our upcoming events yep. we'll be screening some more movies oh shit yeah, yeah. We'll um I have two we'll super quick non-movie related things before you guys get back to the King Ring. <laughs> the Stephen King Ring. Ring. I don't know. Yeah. The King Ring? I'm in. That's, uh, what, that's what I'm calling it. It's now. old. Um, so two... <laughs> the King Ring. The King Ring. There's levels. Two things that I want to talk about. One, uh, if, you, if you're a long-time listener, you remember way back in the day, the three of us reviewed an EP by a band called Greys from Toronto. Oh, yeah. yeah. They have a new album that dropped yesterday called... If anything, I still haven't heard it yet, but apparently it's fucking amazing. It's, they got picked up on Car Park Records, which is like a pretty big record label. So they're releasing this album along with another smaller Toronto one called Buzz something Buzz Kill. I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. Sorry that I forgot that. But uh, yeah, it's uh, fucking amazing. Uh, it's so good. I can't right wait on. to hear yeah. it. I listened to that today and it's amazing. Yeah. And then last weekend I was at Trinity Bellwoods walking around because they had a big thrift sale going on. And they there was a table for Paper Bag Records, who released the first Tokyo Police Club album. Mm-hmm. They do a bunch of other stuff, Rural Advantage, Alberta, whatever their name is. Uh, and they also released the albums by P.S. I Love You. And so I was browsing through their vinyl, and the guy was saying, like, oh, do you like our bands? And I was saying, yeah, I like these ones, blah, blah, blah. And then I saw the P.S. I Love You one, and it was like, oh, P.S. I Love You are great. And he was like, okay, here, take this. And he gave me a cassette. And uh, he said, oh, this is the only cassette of this album in Toronto where we're supposed to give it to someone who asks for it, but here, just take it. So what the band has been doing is going around leaving them places. Yeah. So they like left one in Montreal. They left one like in Kingston and then tweeted about it. Right. I had no idea. So basically... You have the only one in Toronto. Yeah, and it doesn't come out until like the middle of next month. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. cool. So I went home and I listened to it. Because I like PS I Love You, but I've always thought like, yeah, they're like a loud rock band. They, they play super loud and they're poppy. Yeah. Like, they didn't blow me away, but I really like their stuff. Right. Yeah. But this, uh, this album, from what I heard on the one time that I've listened to it so far, is like next level shit. Like, mm. all of a sudden, they're like super psychedelic at moments and mm. like... Uh, like it's just there's a little bit more clarity but it's still really loud really heavy and then playing with these like really sort of dynamic uh dynamics that i didn't really expect from them right. so good i think it's probably their best from what i heard super cool yeah, yeah. and i was just like holy shit you <laughs> and you've got tape. the only yeah. one <laughs> until june 22nd or something yeah. sweet yeah if you want to hear it before june 22nd bring your go rob dance walk house. man yep. over to my house <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> mixtape yeah. yeah so check out uh <laughs> 
the new Grey's album, and yeah, keep yeah. your eye out for that P.S. I Love You. I think it's it's going to be on my best of if if I oh, wow. continue to like it as much as yeah. I liked it the first time. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, speaking of music stuff, quickly before we get into mm-hmm. the King Ring, uh, North by Northeast is this week. Yeah. And uh, friends of the show, Champion Lover, have their first show in about a year. Yeah. Yes. However, um, North by Northeast has completely shit the bed this year. Mm. I'll uh, go out there and take the stance on that. And fuck their set time up. So if you are planning, if you are in Toronto and planning to see Champion Lover at Rancho Relaxo, 2 a.m. on Friday, yeah. it might be at 1 a.m. Stick, go, get online, get on Facebook, keep yeah. an eye out for that. It's probably going to be 1 a.m. And it'll be worth keeping an eye yes. on it because yeah. you don't want to miss this. If they stay totally. at 2, that's fine. Um, Just be there a bit early. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But there's been some... Uh, Just get off your stupid ass and yeah. get there. There's been some nonsense. Yeah. So uh, keep your eyes glued to their set times. Yeah. Uh, and don't miss the show because it's going to be great. Yeah, yeah man. Yeah. Definitely you want to see that. They've yeah. been working on that album forever. They said they wouldn't play a show until they were done the album. They did it, yep. yeah. and now they're going to fucking tear that stage up. Oh, <laughs> my God. It's going to be retarded. And this will be the first show with uh, with Bill joining the band. Yes, uh, yeah. Second, second yeah, player. I'm really looking forward to them being fucking louder. Right. <laughs> like, yeah. As if that's fucking possible. They're the yeah. loudest fucking band. <clears throat> oh, man, I can't wait. Yeah, yeah, so do you hear that? I can't wait to see them. It's the bell of the King Ring. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are uh, continuing your trek through Stephen King's miniseries. Yeah. We yeah. watched uh, another this, miniseries. Uh, yeah. <laughs> we are. This week, Craig and I are knocking Tommies. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, I thought it was called To My Knockers. Uh, like a, <laughs> like <laughs> to My Knockers. <laughs> like a memoir. Please get yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to my knockers, thanks for all the memories. <laughs> uh, yeah, there are big uh, uh, studio uh, adaptations of It and The Stand coming this yeah. way. So Casey and I have why been watching Stephen King miniseries, working our way towards those two, trying to figure out why Keevan, Stephen King, Keevan Sting miniseries are. <laughs> Keevan Sting. <laughs> I think that's his name. <laughs> yeah. uh, are so terrible, and the movies are generally all right. Yeah. <laughs> This was 1993. <clears throat> yeah. Not directed by Mick Garris. No. John Power. Power. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It is starring a Jimmy Smits. Yeah. yeah. And Farg Helgenberger. Helgenberger. And Alice Beasley. Yeah. She shows up. I like Alice Beasley. Uh, yeah. I mean, I've always enjoyed it. She shows up on, she showed up on everything in the 80s. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and uh, was there anyone else of note? Um, yeah. John Ashton's in it. Yeah. John Ashton's uh, in from it. From Beverly Hills Cop. Yeah. Robert Carradine. Yeah. Um, plays Taggart and Beverly Hills Cop. So there's one thing on Wikipedia for reception. Uh, so the Toledo Blade, great publication, <laughs> praised the, quote, riveting visualization of the novel, <laughs> calling it, quote, one of the better adaptations of a King novel. Do uh, you agree with the Toledo Blade? Go. <laughs> no, this is no. actually the worst adaptation. <laughs> it was worse than The Shining. Uh yeah, it, because it's boring as fuck. <laughs> fucking boring. I really liked the book. I don't uh, know if you've read I, it. Or I not. never read the book. I read the book. Well, no, that's not true. I was really into the book, and then because as you you don't know that it's a UFO that she's digging up the whole time. Yeah, it's just like she's uncovered something in the ground, and the more she uncovers, the more open her mind becomes, and the town is like all of the stuff where people are coming up with like crazy inventions and getting smarter and smarter and being able to speak telepathically with each other yeah. is wicked cool in the book. And then when it's like, it's a spaceship. Yeah. <laughs> it was. Did they change that for the... Is it no, like no, no. In the book, it takes a turn, and okay. I was like, it's oh, it's a spaceship, and yeah. we're trying to just turn them into like slaves. This is... Like, it was cooler when, like, 
their overachieving humanity was starting to destroy them. Like, yeah. That was an interesting angle. But yeah. then it's just like, nah, like, now their teeth are falling out and their skin is yucky. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, Which, now, that being said, this is quite faithful to the book. Yeah. But it's just handled it with no life or, you know. No, it's it's... And those things aren't really explained so much. Like, like you, you start to gather it, but it's really clumsily told, like, where it's just like, okay, well, now people are building crazy machines. This guy wants to make a BLT machine. It'll make you bread. It'll make the eggs. It'll put them all together in a sandwich because that's one Wait, of does our... that exist yet? Because I want it. Uh, <laughs> it, it it's, it's like, oh, it's, this is a silver polishing machine. Everybody's making all these wacky machines. Yeah, yeah. Or uh, Tracy Lords makes a, a mail sorting machine, yeah. which, like, this is a small, small town. And it's to separate first class from just, like, I don't know. Not first class. Mail. Yeah, <laughs> whatever that's called. Coach. Brilliant. <laughs> Coach <laughs> mail. <laughs> Coach snail mail. The first class mail is like putting a bigger envelope. But yeah, like, yeah, and you get a like, glass of uh, champagne. Yeah. There's like eight little columns to put things, and this machine she's made takes up half of the room. Also, see, it did that job that takes me forty seconds in <laughs> to do 32. in the morning. Yeah. Uh, does Tracy Lords think everything she does is porn? <laughs> I think so. Because she is the, like all of her lines are delivered like this until she's supposed to seduce someone, in which case she becomes very inappropriate. <laughs> well, this is like a big like she's on TV now. Like she was really trying hard to break away from oh, porn. Oh yeah, and yeah, and, and like God bless her for it. Like yeah. I, I, I think that that porn stars should be given a chance if they're you know sure. engaging or so. like yeah. apparently Sasha Gray is very uh great at acting or something I, re- I really liked anything. girlfriend experience yeah, yeah. I, I, st- I haven't seen her do anything but I'm like oh well you know best of luck to her yeah, yeah. um but she's really like hacky B movie like yeah, she shouldn't she, be in this she, she changes no the tone every scene she's in yeah. just, suddenly this is a movie about aliens yeah. <laughs> I'm going to shoot you with my lipstick. <laughs> and she does do that in the silliest scene in the movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which oh, is man. fucking saying something. <laughs> uh, <laughs> a lipstick like, gun. At points, it, it seems like it's trying to be kind of like mm. a wacky B movie. Yeah, yeah. But it certainly isn't. Um, um, yeah, I don't know. Let's talk about my favorite part of the whole movie, yeah, which happens. Were, or miniseries. I want to hear it what It happens this. 15 minutes <laughs> into the thing, I think. Or maybe less. Yeah. Um, this so, is a small town where small, all of the inhabits, uh, inhabitants of the small town own exotic pets. <laughs> you got to spice the town up. Well, uh, the uh, Marge, Marge Helgenberger yeah. uh, has a dog that has cataracts. And when she's uncovering the alien spaceship a little bit at the beginning, then the dog's eyes clear up. She yeah, cause, well, the, the dog gets zapped in the face by right, right. green magic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I hate that. Oh, my God. Yeah. Got green what? magic in my eyes. <laughs> uh, and she takes the dog to the vet, and then she's like, I'm going to get this dog out of here. And she opens the door to leave the like the, the operating room and just into the waiting room. And it's then, for some reason, it's shot from the dog's perspective. And it's just every, every person in this waiting room is packed. Yeah. And everyone has 
An exotic wild animal. Like, everybody had, nobody, like, there's maybe one dog, and then there's a Komodo dragon. There's (laughs) There's a a cobra. There's a cobra. There's There's an owl. There's There's parrots. An owl that is freaking out. (laughs) And all these animals are going nuts. And and the cobra is slithering along (laughs) the floor. He's not in a cage or anything. And the Komodo dragon is on a leash. on a fucking leash. That that a 12-year-old is having. That that 12-year-old walked his Komodo dragon to the vet. Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, there is a weird flu going around that only yeah, affects animals. Is this a walk-in animals. policy for your crazy animals, <laughs> or do they all just like you today too? We're all going to the vet. Yeah. Oh my god. That's you got to awesome. figure. I mean, if that's a microcosm of the town, then yeah. like everyone has something. <laughs> yeah. Polar bears and cougars. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh. It's the best scene in the movie. I was just watching it. Like, what is going? Here. Yeah, what? it's just like boring flatline and that crazy veterinarian <laughs> and then boring flatline for the rest of the whole thing. Man, like, no wonder the vet isn't surprised that the dog's cataracts have miraculously disappeared. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. I've got to deal with a dragon. Yeah. <laughs> There's a fucking cobra loose in my office. Yeah. You're, I'm glad your dog can see. Yeah, you, you know what? I'm, yeah, I'm glad your dog can see, but I saw a Komodo do a backflip earlier, so <laughs> whatever. So mad. Beat that. <laughs> um, yeah, there's there's a lot about this thing that's uncomfortable. Like, are, do they uniformly just hire terrible children actors for Stephen King things? Yeah, they can't find anyone good. Oh, these the kids. I'm just like, I hate you. Yeah. I hate these children. Which maybe, I mean, I'll have, well, we'll see in the in the in the rewatch of it. But maybe is remedied a bit with it. Okay. Uh, yeah. Not, not, I don't know if they're good, but, but they're, I feel be- like they're, they're better, better than, than John Ritter. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. God bless his soul. Yeah. Uh, what else are you guys thinking of doing other than it? Uh, uh, I, I think Langoliers. Yeah, oh. we'll do Langoliers. We'll do, uh, I guess we'll do the stand. You mean Lan. Go. Ears. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, oh, there's one other thing. Yeah, we'll end sp- with the stand and. Uh, it because those are the ones that are getting the major motion picture treatment. So yeah, Langoliers will do probably. I guess next. <laughs> Apparently, um, in 2013, they were announcing that they're going to do Tommy Knockers again. In 2013. Yeah, it yeah. says here. Didn't, didn't that one already pass? Yeah, I think I think they're late. Yeah, uh, yeah. Well, it's so, like they announced it, but they never did it. Good because <laughs> it shouldn't. It's just it gets so stupid. Yeah. Well. Uh, yeah, it says. Uh, NBC announced in July 2013 that they would be producing a new miniseries based on the Tommyknockers. Yeah. Oh, and Robert Carradine is just terrible in this thing. Oh, my God. He, he like, what is Shoot the Pickle? I don't know. Why do they keep saying Shoot the Pickle? It makes I me feel know. uncomfortable. I don't know what they're talking about. Also, there was an episode of The Outer Limits in 1997 that was based upon uh, the story called oh, The Revelations of Becca Paulson. Oh, the, yeah, because uh, Beasley... Uh, Kills her husband with the TV. Yeah, and then goes so, and then goes comically insane. I, yeah. I wonder if uh, if that episode is a better adaptation. Probably, it's yeah. got to be shorter. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> thankfully. Uh, and also, there's there's one thing in this movie that delighted my heart to no end, uh-huh. and it was um, one of the kids, the shitty kid actors, has a friend who goes with them to the woods. Yeah, and his friend has these big glasses, yeah. like. His friend and like his face, his glasses, everything. He looks like a child version of Bubbles from uh, <laughs> Trailer Park Boys. Like it's frightening. Yeah. Like it literally just looks like that. Totally. Like him, him as a child. It's amazing. <laughs> Absolutely. So watch it just for that. Yeah. And for the crazy vet. The, yeah. That scene is mercifully early. I gotta yeah. go find that on YouTube or something. Oh, and for the rubber aliens at the end. <laughs> that's 
sucks. Oh, yeah, God. that's like so the mini. Horrible. That's Ugh. the miniseries thing right now in this era of King adaptations. Like, just put a CGI tremor at the end of Langoliers. But this, <laughs> thankfully, this was before CGI was even a thing. So yeah, it so literally is just very rubber. Like, just yeah. obviously, yeah. Like, if, like, like a beef jerky was like, hey, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> stop eating me. Yeah. <laughs> Like if beef jerky was like, hey, <laughs> that's what they look like. Yeah. It's accurate. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, yeah. So horrible. Yeah, so I think movie. this was actually worse than The Shining. It's shorter, Great. but less happens. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, I'm I don't, I don't, I don't like Jimmy Smith. I don't know. I don't know what yeah. it is. Uh, I really like Jimmy Smith's. Uh, now, I don't like Dexter very no, much. No, but I like that but season. I thought he was great on it. Yeah, he turned me around because when he popped up in that, that first episode of that season, I was like, oh, Jimmy Smith. Yeah, I know what he wants to But no, Jimmy he was Smith's. really good in it. Yeah. So, you know. Sweet. Yeah. 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 Anything else? Uh, Ooh, no, that was all my Stephen King Sweet. on the week. I don't think I watched too much else. Oh, I, you, know, you know what? Actually, I haven't watched something I should tell you guys about because yeah, I've seen like, a lot of it now. And uh, I've been watching a shit ton. Some friends of uh, of, uh, of mine uh, and my wife's uh, are big, big fans of the show Boston Legal. Okay. And they lent us. How do you become a fan of the show Boston Legal? The, well, they lent us a, a, a it was season popular. one on DVD months and months and months Isn't ago. That, that's Shatner and, and James Spader. Uh, and James Spader. And uh, Lake Bell and some other Oh, yeah. Lake Bell? Oh, yeah, I yeah, love yeah. Lake Bell. Absolutely. And uh, so we've had it for months. I forgot we had it. And then they asked. They're like, if you're not going to, can we just have it back if you guys aren't going to want it? And we're like, oh, we felt bad. So we're like, well, we'll we should at least watch the first disc. Yeah. Of, you know, and so we can. Now you're addicted. I love it. <laughs> Seriously? <laughs> like, it, it's trash, like throwaway TV, but James Spader is, uh, James Spader and William Shatner are so fucking entertaining on it. I yeah, I can't even say like it's like, I can't wait to watch another episode. I love that show. Sweet. Wow. <laughs> it's like absurd, like crazy fake court, you know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah but I can get on man. board with that. I watched LA Law it's, when yeah, I was it's a David kid. E. Kelly, so it's snappy fucking dialogue. It's yeah, all sure. like totally preposterous. And you know, my wife works in law, so I you know, I can be like, is this a thing that people can do? She's like, no, 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 no not at all. <laughs> yeah, somebody is your the... office like this? Yeah. No, it is not. Someone on the do over was was speaking about that. Like there was a, I think it was a '93 episode. There was a big movie with uh, Daniel Day Lewis that year, mm-hmm. and she was saying like, yeah, at the end of the movie when they come and like introduce like. <laughs> stuff that they found that no one has seen yet and yeah. just bring it into court and be yeah. like here it is like yeah. no gotcha. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah but yeah this shit is full of that so if you like like you know big <laughs> well written mind you yeah. passionate court speeches and shit like that and like, I do yeah like, I can get behind oh, yeah. man and I like James Spader I think James Spader is fucking solid either of them except yeah, yeah. for Shatner kills his wife I, but yeah. uh uh, but it just it just seemed like something like, oh, this is really going to help my mom and dad pass the yeah, time. Totally. Yeah, totally. But I like, I, I that's like what that I thought, kinda. too, but I really enjoyed it. Oh, the worst thing about the show, though, is the music. The music is this really terrible. It seems out of place, too. It doesn't seem right. It's all this. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my. Boston League. <laughs> yeah, it's really. And it cut. And they, they throw that in in between, like, scene changes and stuff. Oh, man. It's legal. Oh, man. <laughs> Get legal. Yeah. yeah, there's this guy's voice in the music. It's like, that's like it's already bad enough. But then that guy who's like, whoa. <laughs> yeah, that's. The, I think it'd be great if within the song he was commenting about things. That I were know that's what it episode. feels like. Oh man, and he sounds like Wolfman Jack or something. Oh my God, <laughs> legality. <laughs> 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 
walking in the courtroom. Yeah. <laughs> Sexy lawyer. <laughs> mm. Awesome. But, uh, yeah, yeah, I got to tell you, I enjoyable. I always just assumed it was like Ally McBeal or something sure, like that. Sure, sure. Or I, I, I ha- it's an offspring of the uh, the practice, yeah. which I had seen some of, and I was like, boring. Yeah, I don't, I don't, like what, this I don't even know what that is. It was a very successful uh, court procedural, but uh, James Spader and William Shatner were guest stars on it every once in a while, But and those were the only episodes anyone liked. Right, yeah. And it, so they gave them their own show, and it was very successful. And, uh, yeah, I can't. I love it. <laughs> it's the best kind of trash TV. Sweet. I'm so on board. Yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm so sorry to jump back into the ring. No, please. Uh, but you read the... Um, back into the king ring. Yeah. Back into the king ring. Okay, yes. we're in the king ring. Um, ding, ding, ding. Uh, had Boston Legal resolved? <laughs> huh? Had Boston Legal resolved? Yeah, I'm done. Okay. Uh, why, why did the aliens call themselves Tommy Knockers? Oh, they didn't. It's because um, they don't get into this at all either. At all. The town... Uh, the, uh, Tommy knockers are a thing in like reality. It's, it's something that... Like a folklore thing that miners... Attributed to like evil spirits that would, you know, cause bad things to happen in a mining situation. Okay. Right. This town used to have some kind of mining thing and had a catastrophe. Okay, so there's a, some of the older people are aware of the Tommy Knockers thing, and they taught it to the kids. The little the little song Tommy Knockers. Yeah, yeah. At my door. Knock, knock, knocking on my door. I don't know how it goes. <laughs> knock, knock, <laughs> knock, knock, knocking on my Tommy Knocker door. <laughs> you made me do it. Hey, 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 yeah. Oh, we're doing the GNR version. Uh, that's where I went. Yeah, yeah. Right. Um, yeah, so it's some kind of thing, which, again, it's one of those things that, like, in print has kind of a nice little presence yeah. to it, but out loud is, like, Tommy Knockers. Yeah. I, I just, yeah. <laughs> we're the Tommy Knockers. <laughs> We're going to knock your Tommy. Uh, <laughs> hold on to your Tommies. <laughs> He's about to audience. get knocked. <laughs> We're going to knock Never have, have my Tommies been and so no one, can, no one can say it with any conviction, too, because there's this no. point where Jimmy Smith is yelling at uh, Helger, Hergen, Hergenberger. Oh, or, or, let's just call her Hergenberger. <laughs> From now on. And he's like, you're, you're, you, you, know, and you're precious you and your precious Tommy, Tommy knockers. knockers. You can't stop talking about your <sighs> Tommy Knockers. <laughs> I really got to say this stuff. And he says, he literally says, your precious Tommy knockers. I'm like, yeah, you signed on for this, Smith. You did this to yourself. Yeah. Anyway, I'm sorry to jump back into the ring, but no, that, no, it's that fine. I, I didn't understand that because like, at one point, one of the children disappears, yeah. and then his uh, his brother hears him somehow, and he's like, I'm with the Tommy knockers. I'm like, yeah. so do the... Because the kids were afraid because their grandfather... Had, yeah, was like old timing, so he was around for yeah. the mine stuff. Ellen's he, dad in yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Christmas Vacation, right? Yeah, uh, he he taught taught those two kids the Tommy Knocker, right? Uh, whatever jingle, yeah. <laughs> their, their themes, <laughs> the theme song, yeah, the theme song, to Tommy the aliens Knocker. theme song, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Oh Lord, yeah. What yeah. a what a travesty. What will we watch? Uh, uh, what will we watch next week? I think Langoliers. Okay. Langoliers. 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 Well, speaking of watching things, we've been talking for about half an hour, so let's mosey on down to film roulette. Okay. Shall we? Okay. Film. What? what? Speaking of talking about things. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good segue. Oh, yeah, Just say yeah. it's a good segue. <laughs> Oh, 
film. Roulette is our weekly segment where the three of us roll a die and the two high rollers get to go see something good. Greg and I went and saw 22 Jump Street while the loser has to stay at home or go to the movies and see something bad. This week we made Casey watch a movie that we will get to talking about in a little bit. Yep. But the loser gets to give the winners an album to listen to for the rest of the week. Last week I lost and I gave these guys Frank Sinatra Sings About Space mm-hmm. uh, on his album Frank Sinatra Future. So that's, uh, and then we will roll to see what we will be listening to yeah. and watching next week and all of yeah. that. Um, so, as I mentioned, Greg and I, uh, we won last week. So, we got to go see 22 Jump Street. This uh, this did really well at the box office. It did. Uh, trumped over even How to Train Your Dragon, which took a bit of a dip in, yeah. from what they were expecting. But this is the second film this year from Phil Lord and Christopher Miller. Starring this time, starring Channing Tatum and Jonah Hill and mm-hmm. Ice Cube, mm-hmm. obviously sequel to Twenty One Jump Street, right? Which was quite successful, yeah, and shockingly good. shockingly successful. Mm-hmm. Oh man, I liked it so much. Yeah, that me too. A very, very good movie. Uh, so IMDb describes the plot of this film as: after making their way through high school twice, big chances are in store for Officer Schmidt and Jenko when they go deep undercover at a local college. Yeah, uh, this is written by Michael Bacall, who didn't write the first one. I do not believe, and the two people that wrote the first one didn't write this either. Right. Um, I was surprised because I had thought Phil Lord and Christopher Miller wrote the first one. Yeah. So when I went yeah, back that's to what check, I thought as well. Yeah, I was surprised to see not. But they really do, no matter what, they put their kind of like, you can see the kind of humor of Clone High, I find, in this kind of yeah. these movies regardless. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I was super excited to see this. Yeah, me too. What? Uh, h- how do you want to go about talking about this? Uh, well, again, with the first one, it was just, it really, really worked. Yeah. Um, there was such a good energy to it. It's where I was like, yeah, you know what? I'm a fan of Chan- uh, Channing Tatum. Yeah. He's really funny. He's got great comic instincts. Totally. Um, uh, not just one of those guys who's like, you know, handsome leading man dude who knows how to be around yeah. comedy or, uh, No, he's really something. taking a turn into he's being like. driving it. Yeah. Know? Um, so yeah, I was super stoked for this and I was a little bummed out by I it. I was a little bummed out. I still laughed a lot. I did laugh too, but it, yeah, like, I still think this is funny, but yeah, I was, but, a little yeah, I was let disappointed. Down. I was disappointed. It, it, I thought, so the, the, this movie, like the first one, because the first one was very much about like, let's make fun of the fact that Hollywood's always looking for these properties to make movies yeah. about. And then this movie does the, let's make fun of like, now we're doing a sequel. It's going to be the right. same movie straight down to the, the structure of the film is yeah. literally the same. Yeah. And there's some winks to that, but I kind of, there's a lot of winks. To I, that. I actually wanted more. Well, I, I, here's the thing. I felt like they didn't take it far enough. There was I a, felt like the, the, I got sick of it because it was just kind of the same wink over exactly. and over. But I, what, what this movie should have done is what happens in the end credits. I was going to – I came – that it was my one point. It should have been a whole point. movie of that. Yeah, my one point was the thing that we shouldn't spoil that happens at the end of this film in the credits should have been how far they took it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's the only way this movie is better than the first one because yeah. now it is just a weaker version of the first one. Yeah, it is. and, and my, my one thing about this film that I thought was a little disappointing was it, it feels more cut from the same cloth as like an Apatow film. It does. Like I felt uh, like the it's first, long. it's the, fucking long. The first and it movie feels didn't long. feel like that. The first one, no. Like there, were, you could tell there was riffing involved. But this yeah. is this movie is like an Apatow movie. It's like there's a scene, here's the joke, and then you see it a couple times because they all riff on it. Right. And, yeah. and I felt like some of the scenes were just like, oh, okay, this was the best version of the eight jokes that you did. You can kind of yeah. see, see it on yeah. the screen for sure. You it felt a little shaggier. Yeah. 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 Whereas um, the first one felt like slick and put together. It all totally. it all held yeah, together. Yeah. It, it just, felt like a tighter or tighter. I didn't see. This yeah. one. <laughs> but from what you're describing, it's it, it, it had a tighter plot than, yeah. than a um, And the plot doesn't uh, have to be too much. Thing. You just got to let your leads be great. And yeah. they were. And I felt like Jonah Hill 
wasn't there wasn't it's not just that he, I you know it was not necessarily him it's I felt like the character didn't have as much interesting stuff to do this time so I, w- I was a fan of some of the turns that that he took like going to like the art school and all yeah, that Yeah I liked like, that setup but then it didn't breathe at all there was no, no jokes there for like I didn't find anything he did particularly funny in this although I did feel like uh Channing Tatum came in on Oh yeah like He's already oh God, like yeah. cruising right at the beginning, and I felt like much more so than Jonah Hill. I uh, can see that. Yeah, and he some... has more to do this time around too. He has the the bromance with the football yeah. player guy Zook, who's uh, Kurt Russell's son. Yeah, I know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. crazy. Yeah, he's good too. I saw that later. Yeah, yeah, after I saw the movie. Yeah, me too. I didn't realize. Yeah, uh, and again, that was I like... didn't recognize him from when he was ten years old in Soldier. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I also thought like that whole subplot with like the the sort of him and the bros or whatever. Yeah, I felt like. Because cause I also read before going into this that it was going to be like, oh, you know how, like, in sequels of buddy action cop movies, the, like, central romance always gets heightened so much where it becomes almost like like a homosexual relationship, yep. like in something like Tango and Cash where they're, like, talking about each other's dicks and stuff. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was going to kind of <laughs> satirize that sort of, like, trend in yeah. 80s movies. Yeah. And I also felt like it didn't take that far enough in no, either. No, like, what makes this work is the chemistry between... Yeah. The two of them, and you, and they're they're not really together for the whole movie. No, I mean, I like I laughed a lot. Yeah, no, there's good scenes. It's the really Rob Riggle scene is the best scene in the movie. Which scene? Rob Riggle in the in the, in the jail. When no, I go and visit him. Did not like that at all. I enjoyed that quite. a bit. I don't know why. <laughs> when he came on screen, the stuff he was saying, I was like, none of this is funny. Oh, it was pretty good. I thought, um, <laughs> I thought the the best part about the movie for me was Jillian Bell. Yeah. From Workaholics, she plays the yeah, roommate. Yeah, she's great in it. I thought every scene she was in, I was like, I'm so glad that she's in this movie because I loved her in Workaholics, and I'm glad that she's in this movie and killing it because I feel like she's like yeah. the next thing. She was just recently cast again in a P.T. Anderson film because she was in The Master, ah, so right. she's in his new one. And so I'm just kind of like, she's so funny in this. Yeah, uh, she does a great, great job. Yeah. Um, and also another... Uh, uh, offspring of famous person in this is uh the female lead the love interest for um uh, jonah hill mm-hmm. uh, amber stevens yeah she's the daughter of shadow stevens yeah shadow, shadow oh, no. stevens yeah yeah which is awesome <laughs> also ice cube i thought more, <laughs> more to do more, yeah. more to do and then there's a thing that that kind of like a quote-unquote twist that you kind of know is going to come but yeah. but when when that part of the movie happens and he's able to sort of like play off the energy it provides him there's yeah. a scene where he like wrecks a room and stuff yeah. i was just like oh man I was just his energy in it in this time around i was like you're so much like i just really thought that stuff was super funny yeah that was good like the when they're texting him, back and forth very and, good yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's there was like yeah it's weird for me to see a movie like this where i laughed a lot but definitely also felt like a little underwhelmed. Yeah, well, because I didn't it's laugh for two fucking hours. Man. Yeah, I laughed for like you know twenty five minutes. Yeah, <laughs> I I still think like I think this is probably their weakest film. Yeah, I think I'd say that too. That's it's still not, good. Though. It's, it's still, still good. good. It just it's it's such a lost opportunity when you when how that what you get it for the credit sequence. Yeah, I was like why wasn't this your movie? Like, yeah, you clearly like, have the budget for yeah. it. Like, get into it. Make you, some shit happen. You like, think back to the open first it up, one. You know? We're Go the, Gremlins we're, 2 on this motherfucker. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> where the first movie ends up with, like, uh, Johnny Depp and all that shootout in the oh, hotel man. and stuff. So it's just good. Like, that stuff's all so good, and where this movie ends is funny, but it's also, like, I, I didn't feel like if they were doing sort of, like, a commentary on diminishing returns and mm-hmm. making it like that on purpose, I don't think that they did it properly. I don't no, think they pushed think that so far enough. No. I think there was just a lot of half-handed sort of, like, we're not going to be as good as the original, and so we'll just kind of riff okay, a lot. It's okay because we're winking. Yeah. You know? Like, we know. 
Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, well, fuck off, though. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But, yeah, there's definitely a lot of funny stuff in it. I would say I could see liking it more if I had waited for Netflix kind of thing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and sort of just watched it. Oh, yeah, for sure. At home, probably more enjoyable. Yeah. But, yeah, uh, totally disappointed. Not totally, but disappointed. No, yeah, I left being like, that was super funny, but... I feel like it could have been something else. Yeah. It could have been... As far as comedies go for the year, anyway, pretty good. Yeah, Real good, real nice, but, yeah. uh, you know. And their stamp is in there. I thought the stuff that... The stuff that... The, a lot of the throwaway stuff was the stuff that made me laugh the most. Like, there's, yeah. a, there's a chase scene, and they, and they end up doing this, like, Benny Hill back and forth. Like, yeah, in gag. front of the Benjamin Hill Institute yeah. or whatever. I was like, <laughs> yeah. right I was like that's, that's super funny. Good. Pretty yeah, okay. Yeah, no, there's like good that. stuff in this. Don't get me wrong. This movie's not bad. No. It's not bad at all. Yeah. It just, it could have been the really The framework great. of it just wasn't, yeah. yeah like, there were but, scenes where they're riffing, you're just like, yeah. this isn't uh, But working. I came away, again, very impressed with Channing Tatum. He really yeah. fucking held the, uh, the comedy up in this movie. Definitely. Much more than Jonah Hill was able to do. Yeah, I really like, yeah, he's super yeah. funny. Yeah, and And, really and there was a nod to White House Down that made me laugh really yeah, hard. Yeah, great. <laughs> super hard, yeah. <laughs> Good. Yeah, check if you were a fan of the first one, don't run out and see it. It already made a ton of money. Just, you know, wait for Netflix. It's yeah, yeah. funny. You'll you'll have a great time sitting yeah, yeah. in your living room being able to pause it and go do something else and come back like <laughs> if it's too long. Yeah, for sure. Uh, it's, yeah. It's uh yeah. It's funny, know, but yeah. It is what it is. Definitely. I don't think we'll see a 23 Jump Street. No, and if they do, they ha- they really have to sort of do the kind of thing. It that has they to go the what end, these yeah. credit where where the credits go. Definitely, because that yeah. part that was like the credit thing. That was, was just like, like, oh, yeah. come on, man. <laughs> I was like, I'm glad that I at least like that made it almost worth it to me. I was like, okay, f- like that was worth yeah, seeing. It saved the limp climax for yeah. sure. Yeah, totally. Anyway, well, I don't know what you guys are talking <laughs> about. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. I yeah. don't know. No. Uh, uh, but so, uh, I have a story. Yes, please. Uh, so th- those of you who listened to the last episode know that my film was going to be Rent-A-Cop, starring yeah. Liza Minnelli and um, Burt Reynolds. Like, Burt Reynolds Bert and, and Liza Minnelli. We Bert know Liza. who they are. Burt and Liza. They do, the top line of that of the poster says Burt and Liza. Bigger than yeah. Rent-A-Cop. Yeah. Because <laughs> they were bankable. Yeah. Um. So I'm in like, which, in, in that movie, Liza Minnelli plays a 41 year old top dollar prostitute, <laughs> <laughs> instead of the 84 year old top dollar prostitute she is today. <laughs> um, so, uh, so I'm like, all right, rent a cop. This will be this will be easy to find. So uh, I was like, I'll just acquire it legally on the internet, and. Uh, it is nowhere to be found on the internet. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, oh shit, I might actually have to get up off my ass and go and rent this from a video store. So I <laughs> called every video store in Toronto and nobody has rent a cop. Yeah. You cannot rent rent a rent cop. <laughs> uh so I You did the next best thing. Yeah. I did the next best thing, which is arguably the next best thing. <laughs> I watched Cop and a Half yeah. starring yeah. Burt Reynolds. You couldn't get a whole rent a cop. So uh, no, so I got cop. I got a cop and a half uh <laughs> for the price of one. And uh it was great. <laughs> 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 Amazing. <laughs> like, it's, okay, like, it's a terrible movie. Directed obviously. by Henry Winkler. Directed by Hen- Henry Winkler, <laughs> oh, the really? last movie he ever directed. Oh. Um, he was like, eh, I'm not going to do any better than this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My last um, at bat was a home run. 
Yeah, we're they tired. were thinking about making a so, sequel called Two Cops. But, for, uh, <laughs> uh, for, for the listener, IMDb says people who liked this also liked Blank Check, Dennis the Menace, Beverly Hillbillies, First Kid, Richie Rich, and uh, Problem Child 2. So yeah. maybe you should watch these later yeah. <laughs> today. Uh, I already did. I love I love them all. Um, no, th- it's obviously a terrible movie. It's a movie for kids. Yeah. Um, Burt Reynolds might as well be on the phone the whole time because he is phoning it the fuck in. Uh, but he's but it's that great Burt Reynolds phoning it in where he's just relying on his charm. Yeah, yeah. Where you're like your charm is so oh, faded. He did that forever. So quick. What year was this? What year was Cop and a Half? Uh, 1993. Was yeah. he doing Evening Shade already? Was that? Uh, I can. He check. must have been. Yeah, I feel like Evening Shade. Well, maybe Evening Shade was like was directly after that because Evening Shade was like of, a surprise hit sitcom. Yeah, but so I wonder if this, which was I like, never saw one episode. Oh, of I used because, to, I used to watch it. My mom really liked it. Yeah, sure. Uh, Michael Jeter was really good on it. I I remember he Michael was. Jeter Evening from Shade it. started in 1990. Was it? 90? Yeah. Okay. So I think how many this, seasons did it run for? Four or five? Uh, yeah, it's loading. It did it's like a hundred episodes. Four. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it went yeah. straight to 94. Yeah, so I feel like this movie was almost like trying to capitalize on his return to fame via the small screen. I can see it. It's like, what do we do? How do we get him out there? <laughs> and Kavanaugh. <laughs> yeah. Is Webster busy? Uh, well, the thing is, this movie lives and dies by the by the kid. Yeah. By the half a cop. Yeah. And he is fucking <laughs> hilarious. This kid is the fucking most adorable kid I've Norman ever D. seen. Norman D. Golden on. second. Uh. Yeah, Norman D. Golden II. His name is now, he goes by Enormous. That's his name, because I think he's a rapper now. Oh, Sweet. yeah. Um, but the kid is so cute, and and he just runs around doing little cop things and shit. <laughs> like, I, I seem to remember when I saw this when it came out, there was like... Mm-hmm. A maniac cop esque like stunt where it, like something launched into the water, like, oh yeah, a car or something. Yeah, that's something that happens at the end. Yeah, it's, it's unnecessary, but uh, <laughs> but whatever. I mean, it's fucking cop and a half. That's the thing about this movie. It's fucking cop and a half. So like you know, Burt Reynolds is there, and you like seeing Burt Reynolds and things because he's Burt Reynolds. Sure. Um, and every once in a while there will be like a little thrown in line or something where I was like, all right, that's just fun. Like the boss, like there's like like the the this ma- mafia guys are trying to get the kid because he saw um, them do like get some drugs or something. Oh, um, so the boss get the mob boss guy gets wet somehow, and then his henchmen guys are like patting him dry with uh, napkins and. And the boss is like, you really think the napkins are going to work? And the one guy's like, I'm sorry, boss, I'm stupid. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, that's fantastic. It was worth it for that line alone. Uh, But otherwise, it's just, there's some really weird shit that happens. Um, (laughs) I was just checking to see if it was raining. My neighbors are planning (laughs) on having a good night. Ah, Just so you guys know. Very good. Um uh, the so like he gets so uh, Burt Reynolds has to to cart this kid around because uh, the kid wants to be a police officer, um, and so he has to babysit him at one point. So he's babysitting him at the kid's house, and the kid is in the bathroom getting ready like to brush his teeth, and Burt Reynolds just comes in and whips out his dong and starts peeing, and I'm like, is that a weird uh. thing to do? Yes, it is. I don't yeah. visit that often, <laughs> but I don't whip my dong out in front of kids. And then the kid comes over and goes, oh, sweet, let's have a sword fight. 
What? Uh, Don't put your dongs together <laughs> in, the scene for, in a kid's movie. Yeah, but, that's no good. But they do, and everybody uh, and everybody likes it. Oh, and there was another thing that this movie is notable for. Uh, at one point, the kid, the kid, and and Burt Reynolds are trying to evade the um, the mafia guys, and they're shooting at them. And Burt Reynolds gets shot in the shoulder. Oh. And it just, I enjoy an awkward line reading, and I don't know why Burt Reynolds <laughs> chose to do it like this. <laughs> but the kid goes, "Oh my God, you've been shot!" And Burt Reynolds goes. Uh, (laughs) I think that's how he responds. He's so bored, and he's like, "Uh, (laughs) I'm like, you know what, dude? That's wonderful. Uh, All in all, go see Cop and a Half. I'm glad you liked it. Not 22 Jump Street. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Clearly. Awesome. That's great. I will probably watch this someday. I I saw it when I was pretty young when it came out in 93, so I was like, I loved it. Obviously, the time goofy things happen and a car launched into the lake. I was like, that's all I need. That's (laughs) That's all you need. And and that's really all it is. It's just a bunch of dumb, goofy bullshit that happens, but but it's super charming. Yeah. Somehow. Speaking of goofiness. Oh, and there's a cameo by... uh, Henry Winkler's son Max. Oh, oh, as well. Sweet. Which people may know him only from Arrested Development. Arrested Development. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, as I said, speaking of goofiness, I picked something that I had hoped would be pretty fun to talk about. Oh boy. Um, yeah. So as I mentioned in the last episode, I have been listening to a podcast called "You Must Remember This" by Karina Longworth. Uh, it is a podcast about the secret and/or forgotten histories of Hollywood's first century. They just put out an episode about Isabella Rossellini. Uh, they put out an episode about Julie Garner, uh, Garland, Francis Farmer, but one of the earlier episodes was called Frank Sinatra in Outer Space, which mm-hmm. was something I had never heard about, and it was all about Frank Sinatra's 1980 triple-disc album uh, called Trilogy. Trilogy. Just Trilogy. So first side, uh, first two sides was early years, his covers of classics. The second two sides were was called The Present, Some Very Good Years, with songs like MacArthur Park, uh, the theme from New York, New York, which became a huge hit for him and won this album a Grammy, uh, or was at least nominated, and things like Love Me Tender, Elvis Presley, stuff like that, rock and roll things. And then the third side, or the, th- the fifth and the sixth side, is called The Future, Reflections on the Future in Three Tenses. So uh, the the podcast was super interesting. You should everyone should listen to it. They go on to talk about how uh, this 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 radio guy Jonathan Schwartz said it was narcissistic, a shocking embarrassment, and Frank Sinatra actually called this station and got him fired for saying that. Oh wow, which is crazy. Right that on. is fucking crazy. Yeah. So you got to listen to this because podcast. it is an embarrassment. Yeah. yeah. Try to get me fired from my podcast, Sinatra. <laughs> <That's not true. laughs> um, so I've listened to the uh, all I've listened to of this that I gave you was the first track. What time does the next miracle leave? Which is like which is like a hundred minutes, minutes worth uh, of fucking hilarity. So oh, tell man. me about him singing about the planets and all. What what else is what happens on this trilogy on the third mm. part of this trilogy? I got notes on this thing. Yeah, um, <laughs> because the the first thing that 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 whole. That whole song, that whole ten-minute song, is fucking hilarious. Yeah, it's, it's great, unbelievable. And none of these are songs. No, no, no they're not songs. Nothing is a song. It's Nothing just, has a melody. And yet, at the same time, the way the music is is structured, it's kind of orchestrated. It like would a song. have had to have been written like like right. It, so he had to mem- like fucking good on him for being able to memorize. Well, I'm forty now. Do you think I there was... wish I wasn't forty? I don't think anything was fucking memorized. I feel like they held up cue cards. I feel like there was a bet in the studio where he was like, 
I'm Frank Sinatra. I can sing about anything. Yeah, well, no, you can't. How about all the planets? Cue it up. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Just hold up planet names. I'll sing something about them. That, really? Because, I mean, Saturn that, this, that does Saturn. track. <clears throat> this whole thing was, like, written for him. Yeah. yeah. Well, like and the, he mentions like, it in the in the lyrics. He says, I'll just get my friend Lefty to write yeah. me up a song. Yeah. And my other friend Steve to make me a sandwich. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, like, the, that song, the first song. Yeah. Because uh, his his friend uh, Gordon Jenkins, the arranger of that disc, basically like he had worked with them before, and then were, they really wanted to do some sort of like intensely personal like new thing, and yeah. he like basically had written and arranged everything and brought it to him, and was like, "Here's yeah. what I want us to do." Like, yeah, like it was all set to go by the time they got Sinatra on board for it. But right. there are like little sh- like tone changes yeah. and stuff like that 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 he would have had to have been on board for. But yeah. the way he's singing. It, like it, it, it literally sounds like he's just making everything up. Yeah, totally. Because this song goes like this, <laughs> and I went over to the refrigerator. I liked all the background stuff. <laughs> the and refrigerator. Those, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And there's like all of this. It's Pluto or whatever. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Oh, so he goes because he's gonna leave Earth. Yeah. And go into space. Now, can we talk about each planet? Yes. That he goes to. Well, because Jupiter makes it rain. Right. Now, okay, now there's tone changes. The first the first landing spot is Venus, When and he's like, when I arrive at Venus, it will surely be spring. And there's a girl waiting for him there. So oh, it's gonna, yeah. they're going to dance all afternoon, and that's going to be really nice. Yeah. And then he's going to leave. Then the voice comes in like, satellite special, leaving for Jupiter, Saturn. <laughs> yeah, which is fucking, I laughed out loud when that first happened. Uh, so then, uh, then the music changes into like a, Getting work done, kind of like up tempo beat, and he's like, <laughs> "That's right. Where, where is it here, sir? I got the Jupiter makes the rain, Saturn, Saturn makes with makes the crop, the crops. Jupiter makes with the rain, Saturn makes with the crops. I hope it doesn't stop. Uh, yeah. And we're out. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and he's like, and then when it rains, like a faucet, and yep. Saturn thinks that's okay. <laughs> Hopefully, it stays like this. And then, yeah, yeah, it's like hopefully that doesn't end anyway. Pluto's a shithole. <laughs> Like, the fuck lights Pluto. Yeah. Pluto is where the devil dwells. Yeah. Pluto can suck on my big fat balls. It's full of criminal men. He says the word criminal, which is my favorite. Yeah. <laughs> Pluto is Pluto is a rotten place, an evil place that got in space. It's Hades. It's Hades. It's Hades. Filled with rats that. for self defense. Assorted flock of criminal men. Yeah, yeah. Crim- criminal men. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. I love that. It's the weirdest I, fucking thing, but I it sounds—it yeah. sounds like he has personal feelings against. Oh, 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 oh! And then he finishes that, and, it is, and then he go, still talking about Pluto. He goes, and ladies, 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 it's pure hell when your journey ends there. Like, <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Why? Just for the ladies? Yeah. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you. Everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which 
is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive in June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive in June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Uh, I think you know what those criminal <laughs> men are up to. Yeah, Jesus Christ. Um, so fucking bananas. And then he couldn't think of anything for Mercury. <laughs> no, so it he just, just gets goes, you to Neptune. Mercury will Lead us to Neptune, <laughs> where they got a big sea. Yeah, anyway, Uranus no, is heaven. No. Yeah, Uranus. Uranus. Yeah. We're going to Uranus. Because he was like, I don't want to say Uranus, because yeah. it sounds like Uranus. I'm going to say Uranus. Uranus is heaven. Uranus is heaven. But how will he know it's heaven, though? I mean, if when he gets there, how will he know that Uranus is heaven? I don't remember. Oh, you don't remember? It's, uh, <laughs> he'll know if they bring him a cheese and tomato pizza pie. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. And a I glass of wine. <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> that's yep, it. That's that's the end of the lyrics. He's like, I'll know if they bring me a cheese and tomato pizza pie <laughs> and some wine. I would know, yeah. Wine. Sounds, sounds great to me. I appreciate that he's got such low standards. <laughs> this is it, buddy. That's all? That's all he needs. That's all Sinatra needs. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so then there's that song. And yeah. then the next song is uh, World War None. None, which I still don't understand what that means. No, I don't either. And I read all the lyrics, too, and I'm like, I still don't no, know what's going no, on. No, yeah. I, I went back on that song a couple of times, and I'm like, I don't understand what World War None means. No. He doesn't know either. Because he talks about it like it's a war. Like right. it's a re- not like, hey, don't worry, we're going to have World War None, which is none war, you guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like... But he keeps saying it like World War None. <laughs> yeah, it's a wink at the end. Yeah, like, like, get it? No. Nah. Someone tell me <laughs> what's going on here. I don't know. Uh, uh, yeah. So that's just that. That's mercifully short. Yeah. The next couple are uh, there's the future, then there's the future continued. Yeah. Then there's the future continued. <laughs> and they're all basically like. It's all the same thing about him, how he doesn't want to be 40. Yeah. yeah. Like, that's the whole <laughs> And he's well thing. past 40 at this point. Yeah, right? yeah. He's like, yeah. when I reached 40, I was like, well, I didn't expect this. <laughs> and then there's a lady who's like, I hope there's a gypsy and the gypsy's going to read <laughs> yeah. my There's fortune. a big chunk in the middle of this album where he doesn't sing at all. No, it's just some lady who awesome. really wants to go to a, a gypsy. And yeah. I don't think you're supposed to call them gypsies, are you? I don't know. Is that a thing? Um, uh, uh, or at least imply that they're all fortune tellers, right? Uh, and then there's an instrumental chunk for a long time. That's just like, time. what am I fucking listening <laughs> to? Jesus Christ! That's when Frank fell asleep <laughs> in the booth. Yeah. yeah, that's why I still feel it's like they're just holding up cue cards. Sing about this. <laughs> Sing about this. Um, Next. Yeah, uh, I'm not singing about that. That's fucking stupid. <laughs> Next. 
I'm not going to sing for 10 minutes. Oh, pizza pie. I love that. I love yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's uh, what you call a hint. Yeah. <laughs> Frank wants pizza. <laughs> Frank wants a pizza now. Yeah, yeah. Or I got something for Uranus. What do you What do you want on it? I don't know. Cheese and tomatoes. You know, like a pizza. <laughs> yeah. Uh, awesome. Oh, man. This thing is fucking fucked. It's so <laughs> weird. It's, I just I love the idea that this exists. Yeah. yeah. It's so out of control bad and it's so misguided um i i don't even know what it was supposed to be. no no and i mean what year is this 1978 or something like uh, that i think it came out in 1979 or 1980 yeah like i don't know what what this is how this is possibly the future for anybody like i don't yeah I was. I thought there was going to be like, well, what's going on in music right now? We're going to you know, have some like keyboards and like synthetic yeah. beats or something like that happening, and let Frank try and make like a disco hit or something. Yeah, like yeah. No, no like yeah, what? What part of 1979 was 10 minute songs about planets? You yeah. Know? Well, I don't know. I guess like, prog rock was going on then, but nobody wants Frank Sinatra to be like, but it's Uranus. Not prog rock. <laughs> it's like what part of 1979 was 1953? <laughs> Because <laughs> it's all like this, like uh, like the background singers and they're yeah, all, it's all like, string arrangements. Yeah, yeah. Like this it's is, very old progressive time. about any of this music, except yeah. that it's really long and he's talking about bullshit. Yeah. Well, that's probably why uh, the the his version of New York, New York from the musical uh, film like was the huge hit. Yeah. 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 And 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 was a part of the sort of like present time disc. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, man. Like, I like Sinatra. Uh, I like. I like. Yeah. I don't think I do. Well, I don't like him. He's like a piece of shit. Or yeah, whatever, he's kind you know, of a piece of shit. I like like in the wee small hours is a fucking great mm-hmm. album. Great album. Like, it, th- there are. I th- I feel like I I liked Sinatra for a long time until I in, until like I got to this point where I'm like I don't I don't want to like him and then I listen to him and I'm like. It's just an like he's he doesn't have the greatest singing voice. Like I feel like most yeah. of what he does was on stage, getting drunk and making fun of a black man. Like yeah. I feel like <laughs> that was a lot of his charm back then. Yeah, was like how him and his dumb drunk idiot friends would just uh, make fun of Sammy Davis Jr. and everyone thought that was delightful satire. Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> cutting edge. Yeah, uh, fuck Frank Top shelf performance right there. Yeah, I'm going to have to go listen to this whole thing, and I suggest that you should definitely check out that the episode of that show because it's super yeah, in-depth right yeah, mm-hmm. about what, what was going on behind the scenes and in his life and stuff. It's crazy. Um, cray cray. Yeah, I'm excited also to hear what Casey's going to give us after yeah. his arduous journey to Cop and a Half. Yeah, uh, now before you go... You know, listening to Sinatra. Maybe you like to listen to this. I, I was going to get, like, I, I wanted to go back and find, like, a really old, weird, arcane album, mm-hmm. you know, of, like, weirdness that would be, like, fun, hipster value or whatever. But I, I, I was stopped in my tracks. Like, I looked for a fucking long time for something like that, and I just couldn't yeah. find anything like that. But then I found out that there's a new album by Swollen Members. Oh. <laughs> I'm like, there's no way. That's not terrible. Uh, what's yeah. that guy's name? Like, Mad Child or some mm, kind of stupid shit? Yeah, oh. Mad Child and, and uh, Mocha, yeah, he's Mocha Latte. Mocha only? Uh, yeah. He's a, I, I don't know if he was one of the Swollen Members. He's, I know he's, he's like occasional guest. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um. And anyway, I hate this band. Yeah, they're dumb as fuck, and they've got a new album out. Great. So yeah. it's called Brand New Day. Yeah, it's a brand it. new day for uh, this, swollen members for this four-time Juno award-winning platinum-selling Canadian hip-hop group from Vancouver, British oh, Columbia, man, consisting mainly of the duo Mad Child and Prevail. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Prevail. What was Ooh. their? They had. What was their first hit? They had that. Ah, I don't know. know. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah. I, I can't. I could not tell you. I remember because their songs were here in. Canada. Oh, I know. It was their called uh, Let's fucking... Set Canadian Hip Back Hip Hop Back Ten Years. Can yeah. That's yeah, it. crazy. Their first album had production by Del the Funky Homo Sapien on it. Mm. Bizarre. Yeah, I feel like the, there was one. The one that hit. I feel like it had. I I, I couldn't tell you any of those. Yeah, no, I, just, I, I remember when they were sure. all over the place for a while there. And yeah, just hating it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just terrible hip hop. Ugh. All right. All right. Well, we'll be so, listening to that. Let me know uh, how brand know. new day is. Came out this week. Came out to, to yesterday. No, yeah. Great. Wow. Goody. Great. Oh, it says here it was released April twenty second. Oh, really? It says June seventeenth. Here. Well, either way, anyway, it's highly accessible. It got seven out of ten out of exclaim, so I'm excited. Oh yeah, <laughs> don't worry, guys. There's a song called Jackson Pollock. Yeah. So I can't imagine that song's going to be hilariously misguided. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. Sweet. Well, let's get rolling. Okay. <laughs> Pause for horn sound. Uh, so <laughs> this week is another kind of odd week because there's some movies coming out that... Yeah, this we, is a shit-ass week, man. Yeah, That's what it is. It's not odd. It's shitty. They're Think Like a Man 2. Yeah. No, thanks. It's uh, like a bunch of middle ground. Jersey no Boy. real winner. There's no real loser. You guys want to see Jersey Boys. I want to see... I yeah, will fucking say it. I, I think really want to see terrible. Jersey Boys. I think all the talking to the camera and stuff in that trailer oh, just and, looks and awful. Greg, yeah. just like you said, fucking... It, they do it in the fucking worst way yeah, where yeah. everybody else is like... They're doing the song. Well, they're like the singing up on and stage. In the, yeah. In the yeah, and the guy just kind of like looks slightly to the left and goes, you wouldn't know it, but the bed's falling apart right now. Like, it's so gross. Yeah. But I don't but care. I, I really I want to see it. I love Frankie Valley. Like, yeah, yeah, so yeah much, absolutely. So. And, and I heard that this is also filled with even worse old man makeup than Jay Edgar. Oh, boy. Which oh, really? was pretty he loves his old man makeup. Yeah. Man alive. Yeah, Jay um, Edgar looks. Rich. I saw about five minutes of that movie and was. I uh, saw the whole thing in, in theaters. Oh, you poor soul. It was boring as hell. Yeah. <laughs> I uh, I haven't I, I don't know anything like I haven't and seen what? Jersey Boys yeah. the, the show because this is based Me on either. a fucking show yeah, yeah. like on a Broadway yeah, I don't show. know I I have Frankie Valli's greatest hits and yeah. I love it because yeah. he's That's fucking my awesome. main interest. Yeah, he's fucking great. And the music's gonna be good. And Clint Eastwood's gonna bring something to it. He's gonna bring yeah. from the trailer. Looks like he's gonna bring exactly what he brought to Jagger, which is a way to make everything look gray and turn a story that yeah. probably would be amazing as a movie in the right hands into a very bland experience. Well, we're not <laughs> I, we're not rolling for it anyway. No, no, we're not. <laughs> yeah. Uh, instead, we're rolling for winner's choice. Right, because yeah. there's a lot of stuff to catch up on. Yeah. There's a lot of things the out there, like out the there. double. And I the still double. haven't seen the uh, the X-Men. Yeah, right, there you go. X-Men. Chef, I heard good things about. Yep, I really want to see Chef. Yeah. I like that trailer. I might go check that out. Uh-huh. Yeah, so. There's things. Things to go see. But there's no real on. shit thing out there. No. So. Well, there's one shit thing out there. Huh? There's one shit thing out there we could pick, and we did pick it. Because it's called Battlefield. There. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they meant theirs, yeah. No. No, we, yeah, we're, we're, we're staying. The loser stays at home and has we're to watch L. Ron Hubbard's Battlefield Earth. Because we've been flying high on science fiction movies yeah. at tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. And lots of stuff yeah. uh, I'm under wor- the skin. I'm just worried that watching this movie is suddenly going to make Scientology make sense to me. Yeah. Oh. Like, that's the thing that's been missing. You're like, you know what? I am stressed. I should go get a stress test. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I should walk down to the one on Young Street. Oh, wait, it's closed. Yeah, uh, yeah I've never Lack seen this. It's. Guess. Uh, notoriously terrible. Nope. Um, and long. Yeah. Yep. Casey's rolling. Rolling Casey. Battlefield Earth <laughs> That's why they versus Leonard's Choice. 
Oh, right oh, under the chair. Right under How dare you? Hold on, I'll get up. God Greg's got to move the chair. <sighs> Try not to. God damn it, Casey. Nice. Yeah. That's a four. Oh, that's a four. Where is it? Yeah. That's like a rolled a four. four. Good. I've rolled. I'm rolling. Don't. And I have rolled a four. four. Greg's got to roll higher a than roll. a four. I really don't want to watch lower. this damn movie. Yeah, if he rolls a... lower, he's going to see Battlefield Earth. He's seeing ah, Battlefield there. there we go. Greg's watching Battlefield Earth. God damn And it. I might be going to see Jersey Boys. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. No, I can't imagine I'll see it in the theater. But Man, it is really raining. It is there. super raining. I'm doing a good really job not looking forward to my trip home. Oh. There's got to be like a... Like a, there's got to be plenty of TV documentaries on on uh, the Jersey Boys on that story. There's got to be something. Yeah, that's yeah. Probably but great. I want to, I want to see it. I do. I know will. And I'll bring yeah. my report back. Yeah. Sweet. Oh uh, my God, it's raining all over the place. It is yeah. like raining everything. Ugh, and I have to bike home. It's gonna be the worst. Great. Yeah. Me too. Walking home. Shit. Awesome. Oh man, um, I live here. I'm just gonna stay here. Okay. Well. We got to get, let's get right into it. That's my plan. Good idea. Because I watched an episode of 90210. Yeah. Yeah. Relay. (laughs) And I have possibly the most notes that I have ever written about anything in my entire life, including my entire three years at college. (laughs) (laughs) I care more about this than I did about college. So. We're watching the entire season one of 90210 every week with different one of us is watching the next episode in order and uh, bringing the notes to the table. So it was my turn. Casey did last. I watched an episode called Slumber Party. Ooh. Uh, So. (laughs) Saucy. So much happens in this episode, you guys. (laughs) So much. So Brenda has decided that she is going to have a slumber party. Yep. And uh, she's talking to her family about it, and they're like, a slumber party? And she's like, no, it's an evening of female bonding. And uh, she wants the dad to stay upstairs. She's like, you're going to stay upstairs, right? And not, like, embarrass all of us, right? And he's like, yeah, okay. You don't want me to bring out my Casio? No. <laughs> what are you girls going to dance to? Yeah. Well, I'll get you to guys, the I'll You get guys to don't the like dancing. street tunes? <laughs> guys, I'll get to the dancing. Extended <laughs> dancing. Um, so the, she goes to school, and uh, Brenda's talking to Andrea and asking what's, what, what. No, sorry. Brandon is talking to Andrea, and he's like, mm-hmm. what are you up to tonight? And I was like, well, putting a little. they're putting a little more in there. He's kind of like, hey, what are you doing tonight? You're like, yeah, they're working on this relationship. Right. That's uh-huh. going to go somewhere. Uh, maybe later in the episode. Woo. Uh, <laughs> she's like, she says to Brandon, "Oh, I'm going to a woman's conference at your house." Uh. <laughs> and then he's like, "You're going to the slumber party?" And she's like, "It's not a slumber party, all right." So now Brenda's talking to Kelly, and she wants to invite boys. And guess who overhears? But David Silver and his little friend. <laughs> oh. Boys, I can't wait to get there. Yeah. <laughs> Every time anybody says anything about boys, there's going to be cute boys. Cute boys? I'm a cute boy. I got to go. So Kelly has apparently this friend named Amanda, and she doesn't really want to bring her because she's like, Amanda's kind of a downer, but I told her I'd hang out with her, and now that I'm going to do this slumber party, I feel like I got to invite her or whatever. So they're talking about that, and they walk away. Uh, At which point we go back to David Silver, and he's like, guess where we're going to be tonight? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> now we cut to Steve and Brandon. They're walking around school, and uh, Brand- Steve says to Brandon, "You're getting kicked out of your own house for a slumber party. That's lame." And then Brandon's like, "You want to hang out, Steve?" And they make some plans to hang out that night. So Brenda and Donna show up at the house. Uh, Amanda's coming later, 
So they're all getting ready for this slumber party. They just arrived, uh, and Amanda's coming later because she wants to bring her own car in case she wants to leave, in case it's a bummer. So setting uh, up this Amanda person to this be. This doesn't rate high on my slumber party scale. Yeah. <laughs> She's going to think it's lame. You have an extensive slumber party scale, too. <laughs> yeah. So Brandon and Steve. There are 72 columns <laughs> for check, a successful yeah, slumber party. Um, Brandon and Steve, they take Steve's car and go to this floodlights club. Uh, and like some hot ladies walk by them, they're like, "Hey, yeah, let's go into floodlights and pick up some chicks." <laughs> yeah. And Steve's like, "Listen, Brandon, you gotta lie about what you do. I have all this. Uh, if a girl asks about me what you do, like, like <laughs> you gotta lie about like what do you do in life? You do because they're underage. They can't say they go to high school. So oh, he's I like, see. I got this lie that I say like I do this uh, in my time. And he's like, so listen, Brandon, you gotta say you took a year off of UCLA to go find yourself. The women will love it." So yeah. he's like, all right, let's go in. We cut back to the slumber party. It's a lot of just cutting back between slumber party and, and their ex- escapades. Right. But uh, so they cut back to the slumber party, full on dance party in pajamas, dancing around the slumber party. It's super bizarre. It lasts forever. They're synchronized dancing. And they're all, they're all, and they're all, they're all. Let the record show Dan did a little dance. I did a little dance. They're all like lip syncing to like not the song that's playing, which is bizarre. Everybody's lip syncing to a different song. A different song that's playing over the soundtrack. Very good. And then they pu- the mom walks by and they all pull the mom in. She's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. And then she starts <laughs> dancing to do-do-do-do-do. <laughs> oh, my God. This is embarrassing. Clearly, all they're all like their gang singing along. They're going like, like moving their mouth. It's There's like no singing in the song that's playing yeah. over the soundtrack. So. Yeah, I can just ask real quick for any of our female listeners to contact contact us on Twitter or anything. Did this really happen? Did these things really happen at girl slumber parties? Mm-hmm. I like would like jumping around dancing. Yeah, in the like all, like d- who dances around in the room? Yeah. So now they're doing this really lame thing. So clearly, time for Amanda to show up. She oh. is not impressed. Oh. And she says to Kelly, "Like I thought you said this wasn't a slumber party," and tries to get Kelly to bail on to go to this like frat party. Like the best frat party in town right now is on. We got to go. But Kelly convinces her to stay a little while and uh, check it out. So they're all eating Doritos and ice cream, and Amanda's not into that either. She's like. Uh, I'm not going to eat it. And then one of the... Well, other- yeah, Doritos and ice cream is not a good snack. <laughs> yeah. And uh, one of the other girls is like, you got to eat something, Amanda. You'll make us all look like pigs. And Amanda's like, you said it, not me. Pig. Pig. <laughs> you yeah. You're not me, pig. you bunch of pigs. And Brenda is taken aback. <laughs> <laughs> Brenda's taken aback oh, wait, by no, this. I said it. But then instantly recovers from being taken aback by it and just oinks at her. Uh, so like, yeah, whatever, I'm going to eat it anyway. She- because I the power want to have yeah. fun. Yeah. So then Amanda, they're talking about like dating somehow, and Amanda's telling everyone how when she goes on dates, she orders expensive dinners. And they're all like, why do you order an expensive dinner? And she's like, to let them know I'm worth it, which was in a weird aside. Yeah, she um, sounds like a real C word. So now we cut back to the Cunt. event, and Steve. <laughs> that was the C word. Steve, Steve cannot get into the club. Aww. The bouncer will not take his bribe. And so they take off, but the women that walked by earlier come over and introduce themselves and how much and tell them how much they love Steve's car. So they get in, uh, they all get in and drive off. So they're driving around town in Steve's sweet ride, and the girls are like, "I love the stick shift. Is it hard to drive? Can I shift the gears?" And Brandon lets her shift the gears or something. No, uh, Steve lets her shift the gears, and the other girls with Brandon, and she's like, "You have the most perfect hair, Brandon." He's like, "Thanks." <laughs> <laughs> so now the girls are like, "Let's go back to your place, dudes." And the dudes are like, "Hey, man, we can't. It's being fumigated or something. Or we're having some 
earthquake it, it alarm installed. <laughs> they say something We're really bizarre. An earthquake at our house. They say something about like, yeah, we got to get like earthquake like support installed or something. Well, first of all, do they don't live in the same place, right? Uh, I don't know. I think doesn't they, Steve live in a sweet house with a pool? I think the girls think they live in the same place. Well, why perpetuate that lie? No idea. Uh, we better we better, to seem cool. We better make it se- seem like we yeah. live in the same place. And also, why not just say my sis my sisters having people over? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe they don't want them to know they have sisters. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is not cool. Um, so then the girls are like, "Well, let's go to this parking lot like behind a school that we know of that we can go and we'll talk." And they're like, "All right, let's go do it." So now we're back at the girls at the party. And uh, they're talking about what they're going to do tonight. And one of the, and somebody's like, let's rent Pretty Woman. And someone else is like, you rent that all the time. And she goes, it's dependable. And then I think, uh, what's her name? Tori Spelling? Uh, what's her character name? Donna. 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 Yes. Yes. Donna's like, I think sometimes I think about running away to become a hooker so I can meet Richard Gere. Uh, and I was like, "What? Whoa! <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, she doesn't say much. No, that Donna. But, but when uh, she says something, it's just like what? That it's a- about wanting to be a whore. <laughs> it was weird. And then they're all like, "You shouldn't do that, or something." And they convince her not to. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah, and then so now like, Amanda uh, is also like, "I've had it up to here now. Again, you guys are going to rent Pretty Woman. I'm going to take off." And then Kelly, <laughs> she's said, right. This yeah. is a lame ass party. <laughs> Kelly's like, "I promised Brenda that like I'd stay." So you got to stay with me. And Amanda's like, this is so seventh grade, but she stays anyway again. Like she could just take off. She has a car. She doesn't. She decides to stay around and be a horrible person. I'll get to that later. Uh, but um, Andrea brought a Ouija board and Amanda's like, "Ugh, that's crap. Ooh, I'm so scared. She like pretends to be scared. It's a Ouija board. And, and then Andrea's she's like, well, right. Then, These people are in high school. She's like, well, then why don't you try it? And then they get candles out, and then the music takes a big turn. It gets like, it gets like really like spooky music, and they like start talking about how they're gonna open the door to the spirit world. I like that Andrea was the one who brought the yeah. Ouija board, so she could like, so, contact her friends. They, no, she tries to contact her grandma. <laughs> She's like, let's try and contact my dead grandma, and, it, and they're they're putting their fingers on the uh, Ouija board, and it starts to spell out I, M, H, E. R, E, I'm here, and then lightning and like lights go out, and they all get scared, and they're like, "She's here! I'm scared." Why'd you bring your grandmother to this yeah. party? <laughs> hey, why did that grandma bring her grandma to the party? But M Night Shyamalan must have written this because it's a big <laughs> twist, and the lightning is just David Silver taking pictures of them through the window. Oh my god, this oh. guy is so perverted. He, right? he was filming disgusting. people in the other episode yeah. you watched. He's he is legit a predator. He's <laughs> a fucking voyeur. Like, <laughs> yeah. He's like filming them in the one I saw, and now he's taking photos of the camera through. With, through really the fucking creepy. window? With flash oh through a window. Yeah. Are they wearing, <laughs> That's like, not going to come out right. Are they? <laughs> <laughs> I went to film school. Not, I'm not a predator. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Explain that a little bit. Um, <laughs> so they like call them. They're like, you geek and you loser. And they like slam the window closed. Are they wearing like like... Nightgowns, no, like they're wearing PJs like, and stuff. Just wearing PJs. Oh, okay. just standard PJs. Standard uh, issue. Yeah, standard issue teenage PJs. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so Andrea, <laughs> Andrea puts the Ouija away. Amanda's uh, now upset because it's too late to go back to the frat party because all the dudes at the frat party will be so hammered anymore they'll be insufferable to be around. I guess she wanted to be there before they got hammered. 
I don't know. Sure. So she yeah, decides, why would you go to a frat party to get drunk? Yeah, That's so ridiculous. She decides again <laughs> that they'll stay to stay instead of just leaving this lame party that she doesn't want to be at. But she's like, now we're going to play something I want to play. It's called Skeletons in the Closet. And they're all kind of like, oh, shit, that sounds serious. And they get a little scared. And Brenda's like, it all does. right, because Brenda's kind of had enough of Amanda's shit. She kind of sees that she's a shit disturber. This does sound serious. Uh, yeah. So now we go back to the dudes. Sorry, to we got to switch gears here because oh, that's going to get going later. But the dudes are in the parking lot with the girls. Steve's car only has two seats, uh-huh. so they're all crammed into the front. Right. Like, there's no back seats in this car. It's like a convertible. So they're crammed in the front, and I'm like, they just pulled it up into a parking lot. The girls are starting, like, to get, like, neck on. They're, like, doing a little bit of, like, cuddling and this, stuff. This sounds serious, And I'm like, too. Oh, but, they're, <laughs> but they're all in the front seat. It's like they're literally just, like, so close to each other and on top of each other making mm-hmm. out with these girls. So I was like, this seems like it would be really awkward. Yeah. <laughs> like, there's no room in this car for them to be doing anything. I don't know where it's going to go. Yeah. But uh, they just all start making out. And then and Steve... David's on the hood taking pictures of them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then Steve's, Steve's girl is getting all pushy about wanting to drive the car. So Steve kicks Brandon and the other girl out so that they... In a parking garage? No, in a lot <laughs> outside oh. in the behind of school. Oh, okay. So everybody gets out of the car but her so that she can drive around in a circle and like grind the gear and spurts and spots and doesn't do a good job driving and then all of a sudden she's like get in and the other friend gets in and they drive off and steal the car awesome and and they're freaking out and they're arguing with each other and uh steve's like whoa 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 they'll uh they'll come back they uh (laughs) yeah (laughs) steve is insistent that they'll return even though now there's been like a time lapse and they've been there like an hour waiting he's like they uh maybe they went to go get uh beers or maybe they left their purse at the club or whatever they'll be back they'll be back and brandon uh yells at him pretty hilariously and then he's gonna go get the gonna go get the police involved but steve just starts crying Oh no. Bawling. oh no! Because he's worried about telling his dad, and what if anyone at school finds out? He's just totally humiliated. He has to ask Brandon, "Don't tell anyone." And Brandon's like, "I won't." Scouts honor, and then Steve's like, laughs. And he's like, "No one's ever said that to me before." Uh, <laughs> and I was like, "What? Okay, okay whatever." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was like weird it was thing a, to bring. No up. one's ever stolen your car before. Yeah, you're an idiot. <laughs> it was a weird button like Tonight on the first. on the scene. So now we go back to the the sleepover, which is where this episode takes a. Uh, very serious turn. Oh, Ex- this is where my notes become paragraphs uh, oh, because boy. a man. They're they're all kind of like basically skeletons in the closet. Is like y- you can ask anyone anything. Right. It, 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 there's no seems seems to be no rules other than we go around and everybody asks whoever's turn it is whatever question we want and they have to answer it. Right. So they're like, "What's your middle name? What's your favorite color?" And a man is like, "That's." Amanda goes, "Ugh, rich. Those questions suck, or whatever." They do suck. Yeah. You can yeah. ask anything you want. What's your middle name? What's, yeah. your, what's your favorite color? <laughs> you have to be honest. <laughs> Purple, I swear. <laughs> I know it's green. <laughs> you liar. Um. So someone asks Kelly what her first sexual experience was, mm. and Kelly says that it was with Steve. And so like. After a month of like going out, she tells this big story about how they were curious, but Steve was the one that was really curious, and 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 <laughs> and she starts talking about like he went to what he got in there. Yeah, what are those going on there? Very curious. Yeah, <laughs> I'm curious as to know what those things do. Yeah, she so she starts talking about how they did it in his room after school while the mom was downstairs being interviewed for Entertainment Tonight. <laughs> I don't know why. Uh, I yeah. That's because the mom. Sorry, that's weird. That's just that was my first. Because the mom, because <laughs> yeah. the mom's on that TV yeah, show, or whatever. Right? Gum. Yeah. So, 
Yeah, and then she and then she's like, and then he was interviewed after mom, and it was just after we did it. So there's a huge smile on his face if you go watch the footage or something. Why I, did they interview him? I don't know how. <laughs> how does it like? What's it like to have a mom in show business? I yeah. don't know. Oh, it's his mom. It's yeah, not her. Okay, right. Okay. Yeah. No. So then. Amanda's like <laughs> they weren't interviewing. What's this lady's daughter like in yeah. bed? Hey, did you fuck this lady's daughter at all? Just now, I, ju- I just did. <laughs> it is so weird that you asked. It was that great. Camera I was very curious about it. Yeah, <laughs> the whole time I was like, huh? Yeah, <laughs> intriguing. Hey, look at that. Yeah. <laughs> so, and then Amanda interrupts her and is like, "How about you tell the real story?" The story about Ross Weber. And it gets really serious. And she's like freaking out about it. And she goes, you know what? Fine, I'll tell it. So there was this godly stud on the football team. And then Amanda goes, yeah, and you were BNJ. And they're all like, what are you talking about? And she goes, before nose job. Uh, Kelly had a nose job. Yeah. Okay. And Amanda just decided to make up a thing, BNJ. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully I thought there was going to be something on. else for that. Uh, no. <laughs> yeah. And so, the football god. So she's like, the football god like, was so hot, and I wanted to be with him, so I went to all the games, I tagged along to where he was going to be, and then after a game, everyone was hanging out, and he was there, and everyone was getting drunk, but she wasn't drinking, Kelly wasn't drinking, and then this dude, Ross, takes her to her fa- to like his favorite spot in the woods. And like, let's go hang out in the in the who middle of the woods. Who has a favorite spot in the woods? Well, uh, I'll tell rapist. you. I'll tell you who has a favorite spot in the woods. Exactly, a rapist. So she tells the story about how she was like hanging out, and he said, "Let's go to the favorite part part of the woods." And she thought it would be like fun. They'd go like hang out, but then he starts pushing on her and saying, "Come on, Kelly, I know you want it," and all this stuff, and gets into like a harrowing story about being raped on the ground in the middle of the woods. Oh, Jesus God. And just starts crying, and it just takes a crazy serious turn. She talks about how, how it was over quick, and he took me home, and then he never, ever talked to me ever again. Is that all? Is that what you had in mind of me talking about, Amanda? And then she just fucking starts crying, and it's crazy. Like, seriously. Like, Holy real, fuck. real crazy What is wrong shit. with Amanda? Yeah, yeah, like, Amanda's a fucking sociopath. She's a like, sociopath. Like, hey, we're going to talk about our first times. Mine was during entertainment tonight. No, it wasn't. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh. Tell the story. Tell the story. It's, yeah. It's insane. And then that at, is insane. At this point, we cut back to the the. the and uh, to tell that kind of story in front of Andrea's dead grandmother. <laughs> yeah. Totally. <laughs> She's right there. Yeah. So we cut back to the dudes, and they're <laughs> at the cop shop, and uh, apparently the cops are saying because they, because Steve said you can get in and drive around in a circle. It, and that means they had consent that it wasn't car steering, stealing. It was car borrowing. Or a car very around. fancy cop term, I assume, is for real. <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> car that's, borrowing. That's the term only a cop knows. So yeah. now we're back at the sleepover, and Andrea's like, ask me anything. And Amanda asks why they call her Andrea instead of Andrea, and, and how they think that's pretentious. That's the follow-up question, too. Uh, uh, remember the time you got raped. Yeah, of course. What so the, What's going on with that? Did they just leave that behind? Yep. Yeah, is she just sobbing in she's, a corner now? She's just very upset. They just move on. Uh, uh, anyway, so your name's Andrea, yeah. right? What's that like? Yeah, and so then they make fun of that being a dumb thing, and she's just like, I just, Andrea's a boring name, so I I don't care about it. I say Andrea, and they're like, oh, okay. So she appropriated that in her yeah. name. Yeah. Um, so then no somebody else just is like. Just how about my name is Andrea? That's what my parents name Yeah. Is. Yeah. So then somebody else asks if she, slept, if she has slept with a guy yet, and she says no, and they're like, who would you sleep with? And she goes, uh, I don't know. Uh, and then Kelly's like, is it Brandon? 
and Andrew gets really awkward and says somebody else's name from school, and then no, you're wrong. Brand is just a friend. But then Amanda starts like really like probing her about it. Like, Brand is it? Brand blah blah blah. You're always walking around with him. Maybe it's him. And then finally she breaks down and starts bawling her eyes out about how yeah it is Brandon. I do really have a thing for Brandon in front of Brenda. So Amanda has again decided that she's going to come to this party and just like find out what just is wrong ruin yeah, everybody ruin everyone's like, we, we haven't seen this character before nope, at all just shows up randomly yeah yeah does she go to school with them yes i think I guess so. so yeah so now we're back at the cops and uh they've picked up the girls that stole the car because they found them outside later and they're going to come over to the uh they're going to bring them down to the to the uh police police uh academy <laughs> <laughs> yeah one in the oven yeah let's let gutenberg sort this yeah. out now we go back again to the sleepover, and Kelly's asking Donna, like, you got to have secrets or whatever. What's the most dishonest thing you've ever done? Did anyone in your family go insane? you got to have something. What? what? I was like, okay, that's a weird thing to jump to. <laughs> yes, it is. And then Amanda's like, I guess uh, I guess Kelly's life is totally boring. No secrets mean you're a total zero, which is, again, Amanda's being horrible. And then yeah. Brenda chimes in and yells at Amanda, like, what are you hiding? Nothing. That's not what I hear or something. And then uh, now we're back at the cop shop for some reason, mm-hmm. and the girls do show up, and they're very surprised. They're, like, faking, like, oh, we, we left, and then we got lost. We were fooling around, but then we took a wrong turn, and we got lost. We couldn't get back. So then Brandon is upset with them and, like, spare me. I don't believe it, you liars. And then Steve says, well, maybe they'll make it up to us. And then Steve pays their $150 bail. For no reason, because I think he thinks that he can still have sex with them, even though they just stole his car. <laughs> oh, oh Steve. Yeah. So now we cut back to the party, and Kelly asks what the most outrageous thing Brenda's ever done. And uh, Brenda says that one time all of uh, her friends, all of these dudes that she was with like at a party or something, were going to go skinny dipping. So then her and her friends stole all their bathing suits, and that was the craziest thing I ever did. But well, then all ma- these dudes went swimming naked together? And then instead of going, they stole they their seats. I don't think they understand the concept. Their suits, yeah. Oh. So well. that was a prank, a, yep. an outrageous prank. Pretty outrageous. But Amanda's, not an, again, not impressed with that answer and just starts being like, that sucks or whatever. And then Brenda's like, yeah, well, you're a bitch. Which I was like, fuck yeah, Brenda. Yeah, do Brenda. it up. Get in there. Totally. She just yells at her that she's a bitch. And then Amanda And starts, that's Shannon Doherty calling you a yeah. bitch. So. <laughs> and then Amanda starts asking about her past. And Brenda starts talking about a best friend that she used to have. And how she was, how her best friend was going with this cute guy, Jim. And uh, how she was kind of into Jim. And then at a party, Jim and her were alone while her friend that was dating Jim was uh, somewhere else. And they kissed and how much she liked it. And that her friend found out that was dating Jim found out that she kissed her boyfriend and started calling and crying and was asking like how, how a friend could do that. And that Brenda said the worst part was she knew why she did it. It's because she wanted her friend to break up with Jim so she could have it, have him and how bad that made her feel that deep down she would do that to somebody make out with her boyfriend. Yep. Uh, yep. And then this causes Kelly to confess that she tried to get a date with Dylan after Brenda started dating him, which is bombshell. Oh man. So Brenda gets really upset and Kelly's like, I just thought you'd I'd understand you'd understand after telling that story about how you did that. Yeah. I was like, that's not how <laughs> that's not how like friendships work. <laughs> oh, you did that to someone else? I was trying to do it to you. <laughs> right? I thought you'd think it was funny. No. And then uh Andrea they all start arguing and Andrea gets really upset about all the gossip. Uh 
So now Amanda's like, well, whatever, this sucks now. All the gossip stuff's over, so I should have went to the frat. And Branda says that, what did I write here? (laughs) Uh, Anyway, Brenda says now that the gossip argument's all over that she's glad Kelly told her anyway because it was very strong of her to admit that even Mm -hmm. though it was awful of her to do. And they all start apologizing for the arguing and that they would never lose a friend over another dude and blah, blah, blah. Donna says she's sorry for not having any problems, but when she does have problems, she will need their shoulders to cry on. <laughs> oh, trust me, Tori Spelling's um, got problems. So, I can't need problems when I leave town to become a hooker. Yeah, <laughs> to find Richard Gere. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm sure I'll, I'll find some problems yeah. there. So then Amanda leaves, but she forgets her purse, and they all pick it up, and then it, they drop it for some reason, and a million pills fall out. Just a fucking boatload of pills, diet pills. And Kelly's like, I know they're diet pills because my mom took a bunch of them. And they make like other drugs look like really bad drugs or whatever she says. And then Amanda comes back and is freaking out that they found it. And she's like, I have to work to be beautiful. And then Kelly reveals that Amanda used to be fat. And she starts freaking out. And is like, I I was fat and I had to diet. And then once I finally got fit, I said I'd never ever get fat again because guys don't like fat girls and so now i'm like addicted to all these pills because i have to like keep it up or else guys won't like me and so kelly says you should just be you amanda and do that whatever it takes without the pills and that if you ever want to talk about it you can and then she starts crying and amanda's like i guess you guys finally got me and goes to leave and they're all like don't leave don't leave amanda the person that was just horrible the entire episode stay and brenda's like the one Brenda said called her a bitch earlier. She's like, "Well, you know what? You can stay. You bitch. <laughs> you bitch. Hang out, bitch. Yeah." And then, come on, we got Doritos. And they all, they I guess they they all allow her to stay because they realize that she also has as bad of issues as her. And then she, Amanda now has like fully one eighty and seems happy. And then they all decide to eat junk food, and she's not going to eat the junk food, but then she does anyway because she's now well because her completely over her problem yeah that's like a really serious like problem yeah no problem gone before you started this i i was going through in my mind i was like um well we've dealt with teenage pregnancy we've dealt with uh like drug abuse and all stuff like that what are we gonna like uh what is this one this one's gonna be anorexia i assume this is gonna be anorexia and then i was like oh i guess it's not it's just about a slumber party but they threw in some anorexia yeah they threw it's this one was weird because everyone had like a horrific story yeah this is crazy uh this episode so now this is the cab i'm almost done this is really long oh my god uh So Steve, now they're back at the cop uh, place, and the girls, they've paid their ba- their bail, and Steve decides he's going to get one of their numbers after he's paid the bail of the people that stole his car, and then they were just like criminals, and now he's going to try and get their number. So he gets a number from one of them, and the girls leave, and then he realizes that the number the girl gave him was a gift certificate and not a number. And he's like, oh, blah, blah, damn it. Well, at least I got savings. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> at least I got 15% off a burger. <laughs> yeah. And then so Brandon's like, you know what, Steve? I had a blast anyway. That was a great night, even though, like, you almost lost your car. Uh, so then Brandon goes home, and all the girls are asleep in the uh, living room, except his sister. <laughs> Uh-huh. <laughs> Sorry. I've been waiting for you. Uh-huh. Yeah. I, I waited. I go. I've been very curious. So, <laughs> Brandon goes and sits on the couch with his slumber party sister, mm-hmm. and then like talk about what they got up to that night. And she's like, "What'd you get up to?" And he's like, "I got up to some guy stuff." And she's like, "He's like, well, what'd you get up to?" And she's like, "I got up to some girl stuff." 
and then they don't tell each other what actually happened and then they say goodnight and then one of the sleeping girls is actually awake and also says like goodnight and then all the girls laugh and that's the end of the episode oh that's oh my a, that's a strong closing my yeah. throat is dry yes but i just thought like all the girls are asleep brandon comes home in the middle of the night and his sister's like hey Hey, I'm on the couch. <laughs> like, <laughs> if we needed any more fuel to this, like they are in a relationship with each other. Yeah. It's like, let's have a middle of the night meeting on the couch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, wow. wow. So much. Yeah. Good God. It should be noted that one of my childhood crushes, I, I assume played one of the girls in the car. Uh, Julie McCullough. Does anyone remember Julie McCullough? No. She played Julie Costello on uh, Growing Pains until oh. uh, Kirk Cameron had her fired oh. because he hates tits. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, um, right. And she still looks fantastic. She's 50 years old, and she still looks great. Good for her. Uh, yeah, really crazy episode. It was just everyone at that party had a huge problem. And they, I mean, they've already dealt with, with, with the whole, like, uh, issues of sexual abuse and stuff. And they just, it was, I don't know, like, so it was almost, like, it was really serious, the, the way that she brought it up. And, and, and but it was also kind of like, I don't know. Did they think that they just needed to like trot it out again as yeah. like, a plot point? Like, also more like I don't know. Maybe it's like talking about a, like this is something that happens to a lot of people, and that's really important to say. But also at yeah. the same time, it's like, are you also just being like, well, we need to figure out some problems for these girls to have. I guess one of it will be that one of them. You know? It's, yeah. I was like, I don't know how I feel about this. Yeah. It was just in a whole episode where everyone had a, it was almost kind of offensive. Just like, well, we'll, we'll give them all like a one dimensional problem that we yeah. won't really deal with, and then we'll at the like at the we never return to to her. It's never like, oh, you know, if you ever need to talk about that time that was you got sexually abused or like here's like a number or or whatever. There's they're just like, oh, this is a thing that happened to me and I'm mad that Amanda made me bring it up. Right. Anyway, let's never talk about it again for the rest of the episode. Yeah, it's. It's it. I don't it know. Seems how I a little about it. Uh, exploitive. Yeah, exploitative. Yeah, sure. exploitive. Even totally. And the same thing with the diet pills. Like this girl's addicted to diet pills, and yeah. then they're like, "Hey, stay!" And like, I get you know whatever. They're kind of there for her at the end, as they should be, no matter how big of a asshole she was being the rest of the episode. All right. Fair. But then, like, the, her problems are gone now. They're yeah. like, she's like, "Oh, anyway, I'll eat whatever I want. I'm happy with myself. Yeah. That's not real. You need to like, you know, like." There's a lot of stuff. That yeah, there's a lot of counseling be- you have to. Yeah, oh, like yeah. it's a real problem. That's yeah, not yeah. something you just sweep away. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It was weird episode. I was just being a silly girl with all the diet pills. Let's yeah. pick out on ice cream now. Yeah, <laughs> that's how life works. Yeah, yeah. let's eat ice fucked. cream and become hookers. Yeah, find <laughs> Richard Gear, oh, which was man. also crazy. That I don't know. Yeah, this was why does a- why does Donna think that Richard Gear, the actor? <laughs> He's <laughs> like, really well, ever hookers. since that movie, all he does is fuck hookers. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, <laughs> yeah. well, maybe. Who knows? I don't know. I, I don't know. Hamsters, but I'm excited ever. that uh, I'm next. I hope you get just a crap. Well, I feel like what, your yeah. episode had eating Everything. disorders. It had rape. It had car theft. It had slumber parties. They saved it, it up for that episode. It had secrets revealed. Yeah. yeah. Donna said crazy shit. Yeah. I, my episode is going to be about the parents don't know how to wash a sweater. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. That's Nothing a, good. That sounds good to but, me. Uh, either way, I'm excited to be uh, on deck for the next episode. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it was long. My throat's dry. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. uh, it pretty so, crazy. Jesus. We got to get into TV Dad Cage Match. Fuck yeah, we, we do. We got to get that theme song going. Fuck. Take it away, toys. <laughs>
Oh my god, great job. Now get great the fuck job. out of here. Really good. Get out. Who's fighting? Pick up all these goddamn batons. <laughs> why did why did they bring batons? I don't know. It's they not never, a parade. Ever use them. No. <laughs> they just have a pile in the corner. Yeah. They just bring a pile of batons. They put them in the corner. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. Maybe they just came from baton class. Bunch of dicks yeah. that band is. Okay. This week on TV Dad Cage Match, where, as always, we pit two TV dads in a fight to the death inside a Thunderdome with weapons. Uh, we've got an exciting one this week. It's Coach Fox from Coach, as portrayed by uh, Craig T. Nelson, going up against Dr. Harry Weston from Empty Nest. Uh, I tried to I watched some Coach Yeah, getting ready for this. Mm-hmm. I really tried to watch some Empty Nest, but mm-hmm. it's as hard to find as Rent-A-Cop. Yeah, oh, yeah, I can't imagine. It was not a well, uh, like, I mean, I feel like there was a bunch of. Um, I was able to watch Mr. Belvedere on YouTube. I, but I feel like there was a bunch of seasons of Empty Nest. Yeah. It, well, it was and a, I feel like there was a spinoff. And empty, uh, it's like, because Empty Nest is a spinoff from the Golden, Golden Girls. Girls. Yeah. And I feel like Nurses was a spinoff from, uh, from Empty Nest. <sighs> Could be. So why I, I'm surprised it's not, uh, it's not. Yeah. Popular enough to be. On I don't know. Movie. So I feel like, well, I, you and I did watch Empty Nest, so we'll have to yes. draw on that as much as we can. And Richard Mulligan has like a thing. Yeah. And we'll assume that was the thing going on there. Uh, what was his job on Empty Nest? He's a uh, doctor. He's a doctor. Yeah, okay. Uh, it's in the name, Dr. Harry Weston. Yeah. yeah. It's not just like a Seriously? weird first name. What did he do? What's your middle name? <laughs> Harry. <laughs> um, okay. My first name is Thank Doctor. Thank you. What kind, do we know what kind of doctor? Uh, he was a. Uh, Pediatrical doctor. Yeah, good enough. <laughs> okay, uh, let's roll some dice and see what weapons they have. Uh, first, Coach. Coach Fox has the giant hammer. Yeah, Dr. Well, Harry Weston has the whistle. Oh. Uh, this is good. I already this felt is, this was going one way. Yeah, pretty coach drastically. Has a hammer? Pretty coach clearly. has the giant hammer. Yeah, yeah. the ex football player or football coach has a hammer, yeah. and the s- slight doctor of children. <laughs> Uh, has a whistle. Got a Old whistle. man's got a whistle. Well, maybe he could confuse Coach with uh, w- the, whistle. the whistles. He is a football guy. Whistles yeah. can be distracting or yeah. alarming or something. All right, they're they're shuffled into Thunderdome right. and locked in, and they yeah. are ready to go. What happens? Who's going first? Well, Coach is you know he's coach. a football guy. He's got he's ready to go, and he is essentially just like a big kid. He is, but he's, he's like a, a big dumb kid. He's a good guy. He's a like, really good guy. I quite like Coach. I think Coach is a good show. Uh, oh, Coach was an awesome <laughs> I really show. Think it's really Fucking funny. Jerry Van Dyke was hilarious. Yeah, on I, I never Bill. watched it because Huggerbocky. I, ne- I, I never watched it because when it was on, I was like, "Sports? I don't give a fuck." And I just turned it to like some goofy show that didn't have something to do sure. with football. I, don't yeah, know. I was yeah. just like, I don't want. There's watch. very little football on the show. I know, yeah, but I was like, "Oh, he has, he has a football. This is about something I don't like." <laughs> <laughs> I was a, I was a jerk. <laughs> uh, yeah, because it's a great show. It was a really great show. Yeah. So Coach Fox is uh, well, he's uh, pig-headed. He's yes. He's kind of sexist. He's a little sexist. He's he's of his time period. Yeah, yeah. He's definitely like he's a jock guy. Like he, you know, hates the band and yeah. the nerds and the geeks. Yeah. And his daughter he, is. Dating he doesn't a, hate them. He just doesn't understand them more. No. And the, and he of course he's open to learning things. Yeah. But his, yeah. He's just got like these like <laughs> sort of you know. <laughs> uh, uh, qualities in his nature. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and yeah, his daughter's dating like a little weird actor guy, and he's yeah, like, who? I don't like that. I don't like him. And he's not wrong. He's not <laughs> wrong. That guy sucks. He's the worst. 
Um, <clears throat> and then, yeah, Richard Mulligan, he's just, what, befuddled most of the time, let's yeah, say? Yeah, he's like, uh, he lives in a, the, the whole pretense of emptiness is he lives in his house, yeah. and his two adult daughters move in with him, move yeah. back in with him, because they can't handle their lives, because yeah. they're a couple of bastard yeah. cases. Right. And he's got a dog. Yeah. And he's got David Leisure, who lives next the, door. Yeah, the uh, quintessential wacky neighbor. Yeah, yeah, Charlie, his yeah. name was. Yeah. Always, in, like, in a tracksuit. Yeah, Never yeah, like in. a velour tracksuit. Right. Uh, you know David Leisure to see him, I'm sure, yeah. if you're <laughs> for sure uh, old. <laughs> <laughs> if anyone remembers Joe Isuzu, then uh, <laughs> yeah. I, I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> so, so who's go- who, so? Do you think Coach is gonna be sort of ready to go, or? Well, I think. Richard Mulligan's going to be like, what's this whistle I have here? And he's going to blow it, and that's going to make Coach go. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, he's he's going to be like, oh, I might as well try out this whistle. Like, Because yeah. his whole thing like, is being a doctor, but like being like a doctor of kids kind of thing. So right, he's yeah. like, oh, how can I be entertaining with this whistle? Yeah, and, he and then, it and then fucking Coach goes, up, up, up. Just fucking yeah. I think Coach just out. runs over and caves in his chest with that hammer. <laughs> and that's think, it? Like, yeah. That's that's another and one. And then, as as uh, what's his like name? Like all again? just a you know, big chest wound and just like a <gasps> well, I think, like a sucking chest. What, yeah. What's uh, what's not Coach's name again? Richard Mulligan. Richard I think Richard Harry Mulligan Weston. caved in chest yeah. falls over yeah. and right. with like the sort of caved last breath from his caved in chest blows out through the whistle, yep. which unactivates Coach. <laughs> and then Coach is like standing there with a bloody hammer uh-huh. with, and a dude with a caved in chest on the ground yeah. and is like, what? Uh, Dauber. Oh my God. Uh, we, uh, I need some help here. <laughs> yeah. Realizes what he's done because yeah. he's in a uh, whistle induced mm-hmm. rage. Yeah. Uh, some yeah. wacky shenanigans go into him trying to cover up the body before the dean sees it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he's I like, feel, or, or before um, his Christine. wife, yeah. Christine. Yeah. Uh, Christine's not going to like this. I got to chop it up yeah. Yeah. with this hammer. I don't I have time like... to do this. I got to have dinner with my daughter. Uh, <laughs> I, is, there, is there no chance that Dr. Harry Weston fixes the sucking chest with? Because he is a doctor, so I want to give him something. I think okay, he fixes it and is like, I can breathe again. What's this whistle for? Both <laughs> <laughs> the whistle, coach then uh, crushes his uh, throat. Crushes. Okay. 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 All right. And yeah. then coach is woken up. Yeah. 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 Huh? Again? No, it's the same guy. Yeah. Okay. Oh, okay. Good. <laughs> same problem. <laughs> Yeah, I feel like even though we we went through that one pretty quick, I don't know if there was. I mean, we gave him a. Ch- you wanted to give him a chance, Casey, but I mean, I, I don't, did. I'm not sure if there I was any way. I just wanted to give him his dignity. Yeah, Fair I don't enough. know if there was a. Yeah. yeah. No, there was no chance. Yeah. Okay. All right. It Coach, was over. Coach before. Fox, going on to the second round. Um, listen, all of these names where I I I wrote them down, I put them in a hat, I pulled them out. That's how we get these yeah, uh, yeah. matchups. I've done it for every single. Yeah. Uh, cage match that we've had. However, I did fix one of these matches. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I made sure one little thing happened Mm because it kind of had to. It was also when we announced we were doing this, it was something that uh, actually Jimmy Kane from, uh, I think think anyway, Jimmy Kane from Champion Lover pointed out has to happen, and it did have to happen. I couldn't allow these guys to be, uh, just hope it would turn out because I, on their own, who knows if they would get through yeah. round, run, round one and this matchup would happen. But there had to be a Frank off. <laughs> yeah. So next week we've got Frank Costanza going up against Frank Reynolds from yeah. It's Always Sunny. 
DeVito yeah. <laughs> versus Stiller. It just had to happen. Yeah, uh, it's the it's the war of two tiny little barrel-chested gentlemen. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. That's uh. So yeah, I did fix that one to make sure it would happen. Everything else was pulled at random. I don't think it was Jimmy Kane. It was somebody on. Uh, uh, I think it was a Facebook post or Twitter post or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was, yeah, it was but... definitely Twitter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was a long time ago though. Yeah, yeah quite a while. But I don't if know that was why. you, I my, yeah, chime in. Yeah, if somebody, yeah, if I'm uh, giving false credit somewhere, let me know. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, uh, but uh, yeah, Frank versus Frank. I'm super excited this about is that. Be great. This is be a good one because they're both very good. volatile. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's some tempers. There's Verbal definitely uh, you know. You got it. Piece of me. <laughs> yeah, I'll drop you, you like a bag it. of dirt. <laughs> you got it. Oh the my outtakes God. from that scene are great. Oh, it's uh, amazing. It's a million to one shot, Doc. A million to one. <laughs> Yeah, who knows? Maybe he falls on a few silly Jerry. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see what happens. Totally. <laughs> uh, uh, that's going to be a good one to prep on anyway. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Watch a bunch of Seinfeld and, and it's always, always sunny. sunny. Okay. Yeah. There's my week. I can do that. Yeah. Uh, if you want to listen to that, you're going to have to wait till next Wednesday. Right. So what you're going to want to do is go to Facebook.com slash SYNWPC or Twitter.com slash SYNWPC and follow us on both of those. Chime in on the episode if you thought we were wrong about that TV Dad Cage match. Yeah. And then head on over to ModernSuperior.com and listen to all of the shows on there. There's lots of... Uh, episodes of the do-over for you to go through we got two turntables and a bottle of wine drink along just put up a new one faculty of horror they're recording Mm. uh lots and lots of stuff for you to listen to time bandits this friday tons of stuff shit's happening yeah Yeah. it's all All happening yeah yeah and go listen to simply the best the second episode that's right yeah great you can hear me in the background go search marketing (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> when I was asked what I do <laughs> it was the hit of the show yeah. <laughs> yeah, who's that nerd guy in the background that sounded lame what oh, are you Zan. doing here what do you do yeah <laughs> search marketing search marketing why did you say it like that I don't know <laughs> I don't know I don't know Dan anyway see you next Wednesday <laughs> internet is uh, it ghost of the NSA Fjorkjean 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 Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.